You're listening to A&R Podcast, episode 33. Today we'll be talking about Titans episode 6 on HBO Max, Marvel's What If episode 4 on Disney+, and our thoughts on the new MCU Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another A&R Podcast. We've got a great podcast today. Some really interesting topics to get into, but before we get into our topics, I'm going to go around and bring in my friends from New New York in the future, my buddies in the Futurama world. D, D, how you doing? I'm good. I'm trying to think of who would I be. Maybe Zoidberg? Maybe. Zoidberg? Okay. <laughs> He's decent. He's decent. I liked him after a while. Okay, okay, okay. I got my guy, so let's see. Uh, Chris, how you doing, Chris? I am good. How are you? Good, good. Who would you pick from the Futurama? Uh, probably Bender with... Oh, you took drink. my guy out. <laughs> Bender is a, like a lock. Bender is an absolute lock <laughs> for me. And if you're wondering who I am, my name is Alvin. All right, uh, gentlemen, we had a really, really busy weekend. A busy week, actually, shall I say. But, uh, yeah, let's get into this, uh, what we got and what we watched. D, take it away. I watched, uh, what was that movie you told me? Oh, Vacation Friends. I, I yes. checked it out. I liked it a lot, actually. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Good, good. Anything else? Just the stuff we're going to talk about. So, as you okay. all know, Shang-Chi, Titans, What If. I tried watching, so that Mortal Kombat movie was a newer one. It was part two. I didn't finish it, though. I watched like 10 minutes, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that says it all right No, there, it, was it was late. It was late. I'm not saying it Whatever. Sucked. Whatever. <laughs> but I'll Can't have to, I'll have to get into it. Um, Sounds like a good movie. Yeah. It, it relaxed me to the point of uh, sleep, so that's always good. <laughs> and then what I got... So I got some comics I've been collecting. They released a new... I don't know if you remember the cartoon Static Shock. No, I don't remember. Okay, he's a he's a teen with electric powers. He was in the the old like Justice League universe, that style of drawing. So Maybe. they released they released. If a I see it, I'll probably remember. You know what it is. It's just old okay. now. And then I got issue seven of Radiant Black. Toy wise, I went out and tried to scout for for the. Um, Ursa wave, just like random characters, but I didn't find anything. So no you, are you at. still looking for something from there? I just need to hunt. I don't necessarily want them, but I just need to see something new. I need to see something <laughs> to new. Saying that you did. <laughs> oh man. I just you need, need like hunt. <laughs> just something other than the old dusty stuff on the shelves. Like it's getting to a point where if we want something new, we have to pre order it or order it online. Like I want the feel of the hunt. Oh I want man. That that's, getting, that's getting that's getting really rare now. That that hunt feeling is uh, whittling away every year. Yeah. Because we've got, you know, scalpers. We've got, um, you know, pre-orders is what's, the, is what's happening now. If you don't pre-order, you're going to lose out. Like, when's the last time you went to EB Games and said, oh, look, i got an entire wave just sitting in the, on the shelves, right? Yeah, Unless no, it's, like, probably happen. a terrible... Doesn't unless happen. it's a terrible wave, but... It's always pre-order, and even if you pre-order, like EB Games, or I should call it GameStop now, uh, they switched over the name, they only get like partial orders. So, yeah. Which is so annoying. 
Yeah. Oh, we got three of the seven you're looking for. Yeah. So we don't know the other four will come. <laughs> and then it, and then it comes in like three months later. He's like, I got that that thing you ordered. I'm like, yeah, I got it too. Now I feel kind of bad that I'm not buying it from you, but like, <laughs> I don't know what to well, tell the, you. <laughs> the worst experience I've ever had is when I pre-order something. I believe it was the Power Rangers, um, the Pharaoh and uh, the pumpkin guy, pumpkin wrapper. Oh yeah. I had pre-ordered it from them, and I walked into another EB Games, and they were just sitting there on the shelves. <laughs> they're just sitting there, and I asked the guy, I'm like, are these, can we purchase them? He was like, well, yeah, they're sitting on the shelves, but that means you can't purchase them. <laughs> and I grabbed them and bought them, and then my pre-orders haven't come in, and never did come in. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, was just so weird. Okay. That, you know, like. <laughs> Here's a question for you guys, because I know I do it especially when you're hunting do you, do you guys ever go out and you find something that like is being hunted down and you're like i found it and you buy it and then you're like oh i got it and i can't believe i got you know i got this in my hands and you open oh, it and you're like okay what now what <laughs> yeah. next i don't want this anymore yeah. <laughs> that's that was, that was me with goldar that was me with goldar Oh, was it? Okay, because yeah. everyone was looking for it and you found it? I just found it, and then, yeah. yeah that happens it, a lot. I, I actually, I think, for me, it was Soundwave. I, I think it was Soundwave. I had ordered it from my friend to ship it here from Denver, and I walked into a Walmart, and there's just three sitting there. I'm like, I've been looking for this for, like, two months, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I can't find it anywhere. And this is sitting here. I'm like, well, I can't buy it now. I already got two. So what's the point, <laughs> yeah. right? But it would have been nice to have that two months before, that thrill of just going into a store and seeing it sitting there. But, yeah, I mean, with today's, you know, scalpers and, you know, social media, letting each other know where things are, you you know, it's less and less likely you're going to have that uh, that feeling of finding something that experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is, right? That's times are changing. Lower your expectations when you're hunting. Exactly. And uh, we just went off to a different whole path without uh, finishing up. <laughs> this is what we do here, folks. This is what we do. We just go off on a beaten path. Chris's turn. Uh, yeah, Chris, go ahead. Uh, okay, so what I've been watching, I've been... I left off on Halloween 2. I'm getting myself prepped up for Halloween Kills, which comes out this Friday. Can't wait. Uh, went to go see Shang-Chi with Elvin and his two kids. That was awesome. And for what I got, I didn't really get anything action figure-wise, but I did hit up the spirit that finally opened, and I picked up the flashing light Beetlejuice sign, which is pretty oh, cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very plasticky looking, so I think I might do some alterations to make it look like it's metal and then... I'll hang it over my display case where I have my Beetlejuice figures and stuff and That's have it cool. lit and up sometimes. It'd be great for you to drop it at Astonishing NR, our Instagram. It'd be maybe, nice there. Maybe I will. To get kickstart off Halloween season here. I yes. can't believe Halloween's like already coming. It's, it's insane. It was just like, you know, just July. <laughs> right? I feel like I'm still summer? in July. <laughs> no, it's just like gone. We're into autumn already. 
All right, okay, that's uh, two weeks in a row you have not gotten any figures, which is very, very disappointing, and me and D are really saddened to hear that. Uh, so I do week, believe, week, like, please. two weeks ago, D didn't get really anything. Oh, yes, that is Because right. there's nothing to get. We just went over this. <laughs> exactly. There's always something to get. You can always backtrack it. That's what eBay is for. I'm not, sir. That. <laughs> not paying triple the price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't do that. I never do that. All right. Uh, so, what did you watch? Anything else? Uh, like any uh, shows on Netflix or anything about streaming services? I started watching this documentary yesterday before I went to bed. Uh, the nine eleven new documentary on Netflix. Very interesting. It was the whole lead up into the what happened and it's very very interesting and very informative so yeah it, i i saw glimpses of it my wife was actually watching it and first of all i was actually shocked my wife's watching a documentary because she rarely <laughs> does that she is the reality queen and uh, so i sat in there for about 10 minutes and i was like yeah i loved i i, I i'm not gonna say i loved it but I was intrigued by the backstory of how this hall sort of supposedly, we don't know, I mean, in detail, there's a lot of classified files missing, mm -hmm. but how it transpired to what it was at the, that day, right? So there was yeah. a huge lead up for decades. Oh, gosh, so, yeah. It, it, yeah. It was even like a year before everything happened. Uh, they were talking about, and I think I left off on episode three... I don't know. When I start watching those limited series, it's just like, I'll go to bed after the next one. And then I'm like, uh, oh, yeah. it's <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. Damn it. <laughs> you might as well finish now. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Netflix does that to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seriously. And I hate it when they're like, are you still watching? No, I'm not. I'm dead lying on my couch. And it's just <laughs> playing. Of course I'm watching. I have nothing else to do. <laughs> All right, all right. Anything else you want to add? No. What about you? Would you watch? Would you buy? Um, what I watched, well, I watched, uh, I'm going to go backwards since I can remember them all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I watched the Rick and Morty season finale. I believe it's season finale. I could be totally wrong, but it felt like a season finale. Um, I also watched, you know, like you mentioned, the Shang-Chi movie that we watched together, and which we'll talk about in this episode. And then... Um, I watched um, the Titans. Um, I watched the What If. All of that good stuff. It was a busy week for uh, for us in the office as well. We were, you know, we got together and uh, did some reviews on some figures. So that leads into what I got. And boy, there's a list. And I know for <laughs> a fact I'm, I'm missing some stuff. So let's go through this all here. I got the entire Infinity Saga wave, including. Iron Man and Thanos. Um, I also got uh, Captain Marvel and uh, Rescue. Um, I got Captain America with the uh, Wakanda shield. I got the two pack of Hap and Ironmonger. Um, I also got Thor from my friend Mark, who messaged me today and said I got it for you. So it was nice of him to do that. Um, Mark, you know, gentlemen that both of you guys know as well. And um, from the Retro Carter Spider-Man wave, I got the 2099 Spider-Man. From the G.I. Joe uh, Amazon exclusive, I got Roblox, the definitive Roblox in my opinion. 
Does he have uh, space armor? Oh, yeah, yeah. Golden, uh, sparkling gold with space armor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the roadblock I always envisioned. <laughs> and then I also got the uh, Target uh, and Toys R Us Cobra Island exclusive that everybody loves. Um, I got Barbecue, which is an amazing figure. And uh, we actually did a review. I've actually finished filming it, and we're going to be uh, putting it on our YouTube channel. And if you're listening for the very first time, we've got a YouTube channel under the same banner as our podcast. Check it out. Uh, go in there and subscribe. Because if you subscribe and leave a comment, Chris, what happens? Well, uh, you help support us growing and bringing you guys more videos and reviews and expand on what pop culture that we look at. But also, we are doing monthly giveaways. So just make sure you're a subscriber. You leave a like and definitely make a comment. The more out there the comments, you know, you might get my attention with it and I might choose you to be the winner. <laughs> yeah. So, so blame Chris if you don't get picked. Don't blame <laughs> us. Me and D are totally innocent. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you guys a hint. So we just did the what if review and I did a reference in there from a popular cartoon and so watch the video if you get it leave where you know it's from and you might just get picked yeah Ooh, piece of candy <laughs> so continuing on um you already alluded to the what if wave which i got the entire wave also i got um the hydra stomper which is such a badass figure man it's so cool a massive figure too and then I also got from Transformers, I got Gnaw from the 1986 Studio Series movie. No way. And... No way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also got from the Shattered Glass Alternative Universe, Blur. I don't even know why I picked this guy up. Because I was like, do you even read that? I, I want to read it, but I don't want to read it. I don't have the time to read <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> it. It just looked cool and it was sitting he there. Does. I like next... the color scheme. Yeah. I just don't like the, the switching of um, loyalty. Megatron, like a good guy? Like, what? That's basically what it is. That's the whole premise. So I was like, oh, yeah. do you read? Like, do you... That doesn't sound like something you'd be into. Uh, I'll give it a try because I know you probably read it, right? No, uh, same reason. I wasn't into it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to... I might dabble in it. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know. It feels Maybe... weird. Like, Blur's a, a jerk and an evil now. I don't know if I like this. I like Blur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean... um, I'll give it a try, but the figure yeah. looks cool, so I picked it up. But I also got Bumblebee as well coming, uh, probably in a couple of weeks. And then I uh, finished it off. Which what I can remember is I get the Mafex Mandalorian, which I've had sitting here for over I don't know five days, and I haven't even touched it yet. So yeah, need to. Open Where did you even things. order yours from? Ami Ami. Okay. Oh, sorry, not Ami Ami. Uh, Mike Kobini. I ordered one and I forgot where. I'm going to have to go through my emails. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anything else did I get? I can't remember, but I think that's good enough. Yeah. I've rambled on way too much. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's get into our first, first topic. It is the Titans TV show on HBO Max. We are talking about episode six. Now, I'll start off the episode. Of, we're not going to... 
go into the entire details of the episode, but we're going to kind of skim through it. Uh, there is going to be some spoilers, so if you're listening and you want to watch this episode of the, the Titan series, I suggest maybe stop and then watch the show and then come back to it. And that goes for the Shang-Chi movie that we're going to talk about and also the What If episode 4. So this is a filled, spoiler-filled episode, so stop, go watch all that good stuff. And if you haven't watched this stuff, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, you don't have to go to work. Just come watch, watch this stuff and then go to work after. They'll understand. <laughs> All right. So, episode six. Um, I know, Chris, uh, you were extremely busy. Didn't get a chance to watch it. No. Uh, me and D, me and D are still shaking our heads that you haven't. Just you. Uh, <laughs> D is extremely disappointed in you. Um, <laughs> you <can even> tell. <laughs> He's like, oh, I wish I did what Christopher did. Didn't watch oh, it. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Haters, haters. Anyways, so the show opens up at a diner with two cops, you know, talking to each other and trying to be super nice because they're a couple. And uh, they have their coffee and they head out into their car and looks like a car is not starting. They're a cop, a police vehicle. And they, so they pop the hood and they find out that the battery wire was cut. And all of a sudden, a knife goes into the back of the male cop and... Right after that, this lady shows up in front of the hood, and the female cop comes out of there, and she tells her to put her hands up and or put the knife down, and the knife goes straight into that female cop's hand, and I was just like standing there, I was just, I was just like in shock. I'm like, whoa, who is she? And when I saw the knife throwing, I'm like, I still didn't know who she was. This is a, this is a fairly um, not common character for me. I'm not from that universe of Nightwing. I know D is, so I'm sure D probably knows who she is. She doesn't so even D... look like that. So I was just like, "Who is this person?" As well, <laughs> like she didn't. She doesn't look anything <laughs> remotely like that. <laughs> it's a modern twist, I think. But so did she use like magic powers to pull the no, knife? No, she's her just hand? an assassin. She's just a like. An, uh, she was a- able to wield those knives. How would you call it? She's like. um a classy British assassin. Okay. Yeah, a bounty hunter. From a no, the a UK, noble yeah. woman or something. Yeah, something like she's just and she just had had issues with them because they were either in love or they were police, one or the other. But it seems like she just resented them because they loved each other. So she well, uh, have, we figure out why. Diner, in, in the diner that she had two rings on her hand, so I'm assuming yeah. that her love interest died, and she's just like you know. We find out why. Two. <laughs> yeah but like so, at the time were you just like why what why <laughs> like what is yeah this? i was just like huh what <laughs> like all of a sudden just like boom 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 two cops are dead i'm like holy smokes and then i just you know it turns out it's lady uh vic uh, also known as lady victim her name and uh, she's a prominent nightwing antagonist do i got that right d that's right she is a noble woman by day and an assassin by night. Like, so sounds like sounds like my wife. Yeah, All okay. Right. <laughs> AKA Electra. Yes, <laughs> there you go. But uh, I don't know. I mean, she's interesting. Uh, as soon as I you know read up on her, I'm like, okay, Nightwing uh, antagonist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this could be a character that's. Was this character even needed though? Do you? What do you think? No, but it's good to introduce 
Do you think I this mean, is setting? Do, do you think this is setting up for season four? I don't know what they do. I have no idea what they're doing. Ugh. Like I can't. Like I, I don't know what they're doing. So uh, they're speed running ju- right now. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. I, I want to hear what you have to ask. Okay, so <clears throat> I haven't watched the episode, but we're getting this new character, and you know, Elvin asked, "Is this setting us up for season four? I'm like, "Well, what about Scarecrow?" what about red hood i'm like who are we going with like can we just choose are we doing the joker like can we just get with one evil character and kind of go with that instead of going back and forth you know that's, yeah no that's, I, I hear what you're saying yeah exactly yeah. <clears throat> to me it just feels like um it's an overlay that's not necessary we don't need another villain. We don't need to have the story unless there's intelligent writing here and they are somehow connected, all of them. <laughs> right? I mean, they could be sent out. Like, it feels to me like she's been sent out by somebody higher or authority. There was um, a reason why later in the episode, and in my mind, I'm still like, you didn't need to bring her in just to do this one simple cliche. So when we get to that point, I'm going to be like, and here's the part where she didn't need to be here, but okay. But, but like, like Elvin yeah. said, like, did someone else bring her in? Was she higher up? Like, what is her reasoning for being here? And as the episode goes on, she has two reasons. And I'm like, that's awfully convenient that both of your reasons align. How did this person even find you to bring you in? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. This is haphazard and rushed again. So we'll continue off. She spends, she basically gets into Gotham there and she's going into town. And then it goes into this past, eight years past, uh, where they're talking about something that happened in the past. They're showing things in the past. Now, I'm not a huge fan of this back and forth timelines. I don't mind a little bit of it on a TV show, but when it is in every episode, it gets really annoying. That's one of the reasons why I walked away from. Um, Arrow, the Arrowverse, because I got sick and tired of the back and forth from the island that he was in, and it was just like I don't need to know every little detail of his life, you know, twenty years ago. Just give me little snippets and then move forward. Let's continue going forward, right? I mean, that's just me. I, I don't know how. How did you feel? Do you are you okay with that, or you just kind of get annoyed sometimes? Well, it makes it hard to talk about in order because it's not even that. It has a flashback. It has a flashback, then jumps to the present time within two minutes, and then jumps back to the <laughs> the past. <laughs> so it's good for lore purposes, like yeah. But then well, it raised more questions. So if you want to talk about what the flashback was, we yeah. Can. So the flashback basically, in, in a nutshell, it is basically Robin, you know, aka Nightwing, his relationship with Barbara Gordon, right? Basically, that's what it is. Like they met each other at a crime scene, you know. They, she was, you know, trying to steal something, and they just kind of had this, you know, relationship. They they saw each other, and he wanted her to be part of the Bat family, and she was not having it. She was more of trying to be like Selena Kyle, which they name dropped as well. Ooh, and yeah, and then also they, you know, like she's also trying to tell him that I'm trying to do this for my dad. So that he understands that, you know, she, he needs to be better at what he's doing because I can easily go around stealing stuff and nobody's stopping me, right? 
So I found that a little weird that she's going around and trying to steal stuff just to prove to her daddy that it made she, me hate you know, her. Be a, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then how she's dressed up as Catwoman, but she really isn't Catwoman, right? So I just found that kind of a little weird, and you know, kind of it just like it doesn't feel right to me, like to it, right. It feels you know what I mean? like it feels like the writers aren't allowed to tell a Batman story, so they're applying Batman type characters to Nightwing's story. Which is wrong. Like, <laughs> like, it should not be. like I don't understand. Like it's just totally wrong. Like if you cannot use the Batman characters, don't use them. Like yeah. why are you trying to hint at them? Because they're trying to appease the people who are trying to watch it for him. Which is yeah. like unfortunately, that's not what the show is. They introduced Bruce, which I was surprised they even did, but at some point they had to. And then mm-hmm. the fact that he wasn't dressed up as Batman all the time, if at all, except for that one dream sequence, made people mad. That he's no longer in the season, but then you bring it right back to a Batman-type scenario with a, a Catwoman character, which makes it, me hate Babs even more because yeah, the yeah, last exactly. few episodes, she's been ch- grilling Dick like on and on and on. She's like, you have to play by the rules. You're not going by the book. And I'm like, excuse me? You you used to steal <laughs> stuff from a museum. You should technically be arresting yourself right now because I'm 99.9% sure you didn't do any jail time for this. So you shouldn't even yeah. be a cop, let alone the commissioner. Yeah. Also, how does this timeline even work with you? Because this is eight years prior. So you mean to tell me within eight years, you weren't Batgirl, but then you became Batgirl and then you got crippled by the Joker and then you became the commissioner. Like, did you go to the police academy? Did you go to school? Like, within eight years, you did all that. So something tells me the writers forgot how time works and didn't plan well, out I her mean, life accordingly. You can't believe you, you can be a police officer in, in a year. You can definitely do that. Commissioner. But, but yeah. yes, that's what I was trying to allude to here. <laughs> is it takes decades sometimes for people to become a commissioner. Yeah. Right? And so... I don't know how. Was she just hand-gifted this because her last name was Gordon? Probably. Right? So that it, it and just... school and Batwoman. Like, what? where did she find the time to do this? So, I don't know. And this is whatever. That's a nitpick, yeah. but that just makes me question. You're not really being consistent with anything because even before mm-hmm. that gripe, these are just small details piling up on each other. Dick should be a wanted man right now. Yeah. He got arrested for assaulting numerous police officers he went into the system under his real name. He broke out of prison. Does that come up at all? No. Okay, what else does he do? He he breaks Crane out of jail, loses him. <laughs> does that come up at all? No. Like, They don't really keep consistency on what these characters are doing within their life. They just forget all about it. Well, have you? did you guys ever watch Bird of Prey, the series? Oh, God. Why did you bring that up? Get out of here. Okay. <laughs> because this would be a good premise for Titans. You know, they can't have Batman, but they have Bruce showing up once in a while. Why don't they have Barbara Gordon as like the new Batman where she's hunting down everything that's going on and then just have her separate from the police? Like, why does she, why does she have to be the commissioner? You know, it's... I just thought the decision to make her a commissioner was a terrible decision. I would have loved to see her as Batgirl. Yeah. Right? Like, I would love to see that. Like, why? What's wrong with that? Like, is it because it has the name Bat in it? 
can't be? Or is it because that terrible CW show Batwoman's are on still? <laughs> I mean, what's the reason? Like, I, I don't need to see her as commissioner, you know, of the Gotham Police Department. And then, you know, they talk about Oracle as if it's not the big deal and, and she could just go whip it up and turn it on. Everything is honky-dory again. Like, I don't understand. Like, D, what do you think? Like, when they mentioned Oracle, did you roll your eyes? It was one of those things, again, where you seem to be flip-flopping about what you can do, what you're willing to do, and what you absolutely will not do. And I know you're blaming Dick for a lot of things, but because you're flip-flopping around, he got shot in the arm because he doesn't know how to read you. One minute, you're like, you need to stay out of this. I'm going to be mad at you if you don't but I can't really stop you. The next, you shoot him in the arm because he, he's there. And then now you're talking about Oracle. Like, don't bring up <laughs> don't bring up any of the superhero stuff if you don't want to entertain the idea that you are 100% against it. Like, either you're against it or you are okay with it. I don't know. She's just all over the place. Yes. Uh, it, this play... It's not just her that's out all over the place. It's the show is all over the place right now. Speaking of all over place, so it you know flashes away from the you know their their history there, and it goes right into present day where he's lying on the bed, uh, Nightwing, and it's got a bullet through his shoulder. He's bleeding. One would think that you'd probably die with the amount of blood that's coming out of there. No, not the bat family. Up. Yeah, no, no, there are they're a special breed. So he wakes up and just like, yeah, I'm just going to put my shirt on and head out, you know, do some exploring today. Oh, this hole here? Oh, don't worry about it. It's, it's just a rifle gun from a helicopter shot at me. I'm good. And, you know, you got her, um, what's her name? Starfire trying to patch him up. And he's like, no, no, no I'm good. Uh, dude, you just got shot from a helicopter. You should be almost de- dead. Like, I don't understand this. Like, it's just crazy. What is Batman giving these guys as vitamins? That's insane. The recovery is off the charts. Maybe some Lazarus juice or something. But then you have this other whole story that I don't think a lot of people care about. It's her sister, Starfire. Was it Blackfire? Is that her name? It's Blackfire. And that happened happened within the flashback bouncing around scenes. We're trying to keep it as simple as possible. I know. I'm just explaining. I'm just explaining. If we like go for... flashback every two minutes, people are going to be like, what's going no, on I'm just here? explaining for like context. Like This is how chaotic this whole thing is. It's... I'm already confused. Yeah. Like, have this they... episode was a good episode, people. I don't... I, we're trying to do our best to make it sound good, but it's not. <laughs> it was a decent episode. Oh. There was a lot of things that happened. Oh, man. But the, okay, Black but they happened all. But they happened all over the place. They didn't do a good job of putting it together. Let me let me talk about this turd, Blackfire. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So she has what I like to call Vegeta complex, where she is under... Royalty. She's royalty. She's royalty, and she's basically a terrorist. She murdered a bunch of people. She murdered her parents, and the crew just brings her in. Same with Vegeta. Not even 24 hours ago, he tried to blow up the, the planet, and then they meet up with him again, and he's on their team. Same with Blackfire. She, Starfire doesn't know what to do with her? Okay, I'll bring her home. And of course, Blackfire is just rude. She's rude, and she thinks everything's beneath her. 
Um, she's basically like, which one's my manservant? Which I like. I like this part between her and Connor. Like, Connor is so innocent. Superboy's my favorite okay. character on the show. Over and under, over and under, they get it on before the end of the season. <laughs> over and under. I think what they will. Okay, you, you're saying, yeah, over. Okay, Chris? Uh, I didn't watch Chris the episode. Chris see their interactions. <clears throat> okay, Chris, after uh, you watch it, let us know, okay? Uh, episode 7, we'll talk about it. You let us know. She I'll says things like, oh, know. so no. so you got me a manservant, hey? This one, which one will tend to my needs? Will it be you? And he's like, yeah, okay, sure. But he does. he's so innocent, he doesn't know <laughs> yeah, what that he's means. he's an innocent kid, yes, exactly. <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, I can tend to your needs, whatever. Yeah. I'd definitely but, say over as well. <laughs> but she was depowered, locked in a cell in a bunker. Starfire breaks her out last episode, brings her here. And now she's back to acting like she's the queen of everything. She's like, so clean this, clean yourself up and come up to my room. And she's like, I just freed you. And it's like, well, freedom means nothing if you choose to live like a servant. And like, okay. If she said that to me, I'm like, okay, I'll put you back where I found you then. Are you crazy? Like, show some respect. Jesus. And then the, the other thing is, her, you know, like, Starfire basically goes to uh, Beast Boy and Connor. Like, keep one eye open. Everywhere she goes, she causes chaos. Why did you bring her to this place then? I don't understand. Stop uh, saying stupid lines. This yeah. is like terrible writing. Just stop. And then she'll say something like that and then leave the room. So you're not even like keeping an eye on your sister. You're just letting her roam free. Despite the fact that she once again killed your parents. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with her. But this whole frenemies dynamic they have going on gets old real fast it's this, a trope that i hate this all has to make sense i swear <laughs> have they have they talked any more about uh cory's uh sleepwalking attacking thing in this episode oh no that's done that they was all resolved that. once she was brought into the fold the sister oh okay yeah wow. so basically her her sister being you know trapped into that cell was a cause of her you know, it was basically she was talking to her, right? Like that's the thing they can thing. do, apparently. It's a a one-way transmission. It doesn't go both ways, but <laughs> it worked for the convenience <laughs> of the plot. It was a collect call from another universe, yeah. okay? <laughs> All right, so D, what else happens after this? So, after that, it flip-flops between Dick trying to go talk to Barbara and they have their back and forth and Team B consisting of Starfire, Superboy, and Beast Boy, who doesn't really do anything still, are trying to track down uh, Crane and Jason. So, Connor is being a peach again. He's uh, he's just so delightful. And they... I really like him as a character. <laughs> yeah, he's, so, he's just really so do. adorable. Yeah, he, he just crept out of nowhere. He's actually getting better and better every episode. Yeah. So, Blackfire comes up with a plan he's like oh just like track down the small fry and then we'll get to the big fish and connor's like yeah that's a perfectly good idea let's try it out so they do that and they drive off to this what'd you call it a laboratory one of crane's crane's laboratories yeah he's yeah. a big crime boss now he's a big drug dealer now yeah he yeah. just broke out of prison and he has a syndicate going on he has labs all over the city so they go he there moves, he moves fast yeah he moves fast apparently <laughs> And uh, they find out that a doctor is there who was attacked and has the same bomb that Hank had strapped to her chest. Yeah. But this time, Connor moves swiftly and is able to like deactivate it. 
which is he cool. He regains himself, He's, yeah. He gets his confidence back. Yeah. Now, this is all over the place. I don't know if this happened before or after, where Lady Vic just shows up at a hospital and kills everyone. What? <laughs> yeah, she... She just shows up and decides to kill people, right? For no reason. Like, all of these labs look the same. I'm pretty sure they went to three different labs and they all had the same blue tint. <laughs> so I was like, is this the same building? <laughs> Did they go here because Lady Vic was here? Or, like, what's going on? And then we find out even more so that Jason Todd is getting fed up with Scarecrow. And then he's like, bring me, like, I want to know more intel. Like, what, what are you doing? You're holding out on me. And Crane shows him Lady Vic killing these doctors. It's like, oh, by the way, you're expendable. I brought her here because if you won't do it, I'll just kill you and she'll take over from here, which was weird to me. Because it doesn't sound like something Jason would tolerate. The Jason I know would have just shot him in the face yeah. for talking to him like that and then shot her in the head. And then just would have just pieced out. But I don't know. Do you like this Red Hood? Um, the character annoyed me from when he was actually Robin too. Really oh, really? Me. I'm not just... a fan of this. Uh, I mean, the actor is given what he's given right in front of him as a script. But I'm, I'm not a fan. No, I actually don't like this, this direction they're going with this character. And Red Hood is just... The Red Hood that I watch from the animation and the comics is more mature... And more confident, and w- like you said, would not put up with this nonsense. Right? We, you know, bullet to the head for anybody that crossed this path, and that'd be end of it, right? So yeah, it just it feels like this is a kid version of Red Hood. It doesn't feel like it feels like a hired Red goon, Hood. right? He's just like yeah. a goon, a pawn. Whereas yeah, exactly. In under the Red Hood, he wanted to eliminate crime by taking over crime. Like he's like, okay. Obviously, you can't just eradicate crime, so I'll just be the top boss. And anyone who deals to kids or does crimes that I don't like, I'll kill them, period. Like, I, yeah, you can't exactly. remove crime as a whole. So it's just weird to see this complete parallel. Um, it's even worse because I just finished up reading a comic. A comic. It's a, a miniseries where there's basically a drug exactly like this. And it makes people happy and without conscience conscious and then jason doesn't stand for drugs period his parents were junkies he grew up around it so when he sees drug dealers especially being peddled to children he just kills them that's where he's at odds with batman still he killed a father in front of his child because it turns out the father was giving his kid this drug whereas the flip side in this show jason is not only taking this drug but he's dealing it so it's kind of off-putting to me because as messed up as Jason is, he has his morals. Bruce's Bruce's red flag is he doesn't like guns. Like he knows how to shoot them. It turns out he's one of the top two marksmen in the world, but he does not like guns. Whereas Red Hood's is he doesn't like drugs. Period. He's willing yeah. to shoot people, he's willing to kill people, he's willing to do whatever it takes. But as soon as you talk about drugs, you're dead. So I don't know. It's just off-putting this whole thing just made me dislike him even more you know it's 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 a shame because the build-up to this you know show has been great the episode uh, you know the beginning episode was not too bad but season one and two was 
pretty good. Season one was probably the best, I think. Yeah. And season two was, you know, decent, but it kind of fell off in some areas. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a way for this show to be salvaged because I think if it heads to this downward trajectory, I think the show might be canceled. Like, honestly, I think the viewership is going to be dropping and then you're not going to get season four, which is a shame because I actually do like... One of the things I do like is the costumes. Yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. The costumes are great in this show. They do a good job. Like, it doesn't look cheesy over the top. Of course, the Red Hood's head is a little bit inflated. But, you know, Nightwing's costume is awesome. I like the tone down of um, Beast Boy and, you know, Connor. They didn't make them too crazy. They get kept them simple and starfire she's come a long ways from her crazy hair yeah to where she is now she's kind of streamlined i remember production and... pictures of her and people freaked out but she's honestly yeah, she's and the fun. fur jacket yeah 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 it was a pimped out version of starfire before right but now it's just like it's better but i just you know i i'm worried about this show because i do I do want the show to continue. Anytime we have superhero shows, it's great. More options for us to watch, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want a show like this to go. But if they're handcuffed like they are with some of these characters, like why even explore Gotham? Why even go to Gotham? Why not stay in San Francisco, the headquarters of the Titans? Yeah. Why come to Gotham? If you're going to come to Gotham, then people are expecting to see Gotham's rogues gallery. Yeah. Right? No one's No one wants to see new characters like Lady Vic show up in Gotham. She should be showing up in San Francisco. Like so, if, oh, yeah. And the connection is that when her and when Babs and Dick were robbing museums because Babs convinced him to do this too, Lady Vic and her boyfriend were trying to rob the same one. They get into a scuffle and she accidentally kills him trying to kill Dick. So that's her whole I'm out for revenge, which yeah. just conveniently happens to be the same city and same place where Babs lives now, even though Crane recruited her. Like, it's just this whole thing, just convoluted, but it worked out in the end. Yeah, it worked out in a weird way at the end, but I just, there's just so many coincidences, and then having another character come into the fold yeah. was unnecessary. This should have been a two-man villain thing. It should have been Red Hood and Crane working in tandem, doing their thing, you know, e- using each other's strengths, to cripple Gotham and to cripple the Titans. But instead, they just they started hating each other and then adding this new other character in there. It just... I don't think the writers know how to end this thing. No. Like, I think at the middle of the storyline, they're like, well, we'll just add somebody else in there and we'll tie a bow in it and call it a night. They really don't know how to put this to bed and create excitement for season four. People are That's talking what about right uh, a Red Hood spinoff. I'm like, mm, I don't think so. Yeah, like, no, this guy has like that. this guy has no redeeming qualities after no. what he's done to Hank, to a bunch of civilians, and to, at the ending of this episode, what he does is just, I don't see it. It's yeah, directly involving either. a future character who I'm sure you all know now. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, the main problem is. Like Elvin was saying, I want to like the show because I got hooked in the first season. I enjoyed it. And, you know, I fell off in the second season and I started watching this season. And it's just, they really do need to pick it up. Because if it doesn't get picked up for season four, we are going to 
be left with a really crappy cliffhanger. We're going to be left hanging. Yeah. There, it's, it's not, a shame. Yeah. It, it really is. It's a shame. And, you know, HBO Max needs this show to be good. Oh. You know, they want subscriptions. And if you can't even get this going with all these cool characters, good luck trying to get single character shows to do well. So I, I really think they need to step it up and realize. And hopefully, you know, when the next few episodes, they do redeem themselves. Do you want to quickly forward to the very ending, which I I like this whole thing of introducing, you know, another character. But I think this character, if they have season four, will probably be... I don't know how they're going to do this with no Batman around. but So basically, Jason's dealing these drugs. He gives them to a bunch of criminals. Yeah. The drug removes fear, so it makes people live without consequence. They go and rob a restaurant, which turns out to be Tim Drake's family's restaurant, to my understanding. Or at least which his they, dad works there. They, they dropped an Easter egg earlier in the series, yeah. season, right? So. And then his dad gets shot and will probably die. Tim Drake is one of the Robins Bruce takes in. Ironically, in the comic, originally, his parents weren't killed. Tim just realized, like, Batman needs a Robin because you're acting crazier than normal without one to keep you in check. So I'm going to become Robin. He impressed him and became him, but it looks like they just went with the old... The tragedy. Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah, they're using tragedy now to bring in people. Do you think that it's because... Batman's gone. It's going to be Nightwing that's going to be ushering this guy into the fold. Maybe, or maybe they'll bring. It's a twist, isn't it? It's yeah. a change. It's a change. The show's all do about. You, do changes, you mind clearly. that? Do you do you mind that at all? No, I wouldn't mind actually. Um, either that, or they'll bring Bruce back erratic still, and Tim would stay with him. But it seems weird to introduce him and then send him away because the show isn't Bruce focused; it's Titans focused. So it'd be yeah. the same thing with Jason. Like, hey, I'm here. Okay, I'm going away for six months. Fast forward six months later. Hey, I'm back again. I'm Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 would, I would be okay with Nightwing. Uh, it's different, pro- right? Yeah, it would be, be different. Yeah, and, and that's fine because, you know, Marvel does it all the time. They change yeah. character storylines and add different characters all the time. So I would be okay with him getting trained by Nightwing to become the next Robin, right? So, and... And the, what they could do is because he, basically he could say that, you know, I'm going to train you to be the proper Robin without all the consequences or without all, all the grief that Batman gave to us and to obviously Jason and look what it's become of him. So yeah, I'm going to train you, right? But Bruce so, told him to be a better Batman than me. Yeah. So, so he's going to say, well, I don't want to be Batman. I want to be Nightwing, but I'm going to train you to be the next Robin and to be a better Robin than the two of us ever would be, right? So... Yeah, I'm excited to see Tim, you know, take the mantle. It'd, it'd be nice to see that, but I have a feeling we're going to see that in until season four. We're going to get a little sneak preview probably at the very end, and then in season four, we'll probably see if they make it to season four. Let's cross our fingers. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add, D? No, this was basically just talking about an episode that I just kept shaking my head at repeatedly. <laughs> what would you give this out of ten? I can't even give it a five. Wow, I'm Ooh. trying to think of. I'm trying to think of like. <laughs> wow, was there any okay. good? Was there I any? I did not good, think it was that low. Was there any good fight scenes? What kept me engaged? Like it, it, it passes because Superboy caught the 
of the uh, the knife when she threw it at his head, and he's like, "Oh, that was a pretty good throw." So it gets a pass for that scene. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what is it out of ten then? I'm giving it a five. It's gonna. It was a four. If Superboy didn't exist, it would have been a four. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, well, no, I give it a little bit higher than that. I gave it a six point five. I thought it was above pass, and I think it was just between great and average. So I was six point five is what my average is, I think, uh, for this episode. And and I, you know what? I want to give it seven, but I don't like this whole Lady Vic storyline overlapping. It just doesn't need to be there. She and may be gone by next episode. You think they'll keep her let, around or what? Let's hope so, because I just don't care. <laughs> like it, it's, it's not necessary. Yeah, they've got enough stuff on their plate to explain, and not add this whole story arc into this thing. You know, I, I, I and then I want this Black Star and Starfire to just like, come on, figure it out, send her off, find a spaceship, send her back to where she came from. Let's just be done with this. It's just. An epic fail to add this character in there, but I have a feeling they're going to continue with this character and she's going to be part of the Titans and it's going to drive me nuts. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, 6.5 is the most I can muster up for this episode. Let's hope the best next week and we will continue our uh, Titans series uh, talk next week. I believe it's episode 7, yes. All right, on to our next topic. It is the Disney Plus series What If... And we are talking specifically of episode four. Episode four is all about Doctor Strange and his story and what ifs. So it was a very interesting, you know, episode. Chris, do you want to take us to the first part of the episode? Sure. So um, it was great that we got uh, the Doctor Strange episode. And this episode was... What if Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange, lost his heart instead of his hands? And so we end up uh, Stephen outside waiting for... What's her name? Sorry. Dr. Palmer. This. Thank you. And uh, they were going on a date, but they were going to an award ceremony. And so... They are driving, and we are brought back to the movie scene when he's driving down that highway uh, against the water and the cliff. In the Lambo. In the Lambo. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so we get Stephen, who's impatient, and he signals and he to go around this truck. And then an oncoming car comes, and he was able to swerve off. And then a car behind him comes up and knocks them both over the cliff. It's funny because I don't know how he survived, but unfortunately, Christina didn't. And so... Basically opposite of what happened to him, right? So Yeah. Yeah. And so we are left to him... You know, being heartbroken, and he goes on this huge search. So, kind of like what happens in the movie, you know, he's trying to get the use of his hands back. You know, the one thing that we didn't see that I kind of would have liked to see in this episode is, you know, yes, he lost the love of his life, but 
you know, who did he go and track down to find out about learning these powers? Because in the movie, he finds out about some guy who is able to walk again after his accident. So it, I, yeah, I think with 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 this show, it's really skimmed down and it's fast paced because they only have a certain amount of time. Yeah, right. So it would have been nice if they were able to put that in there because I'll get to that point. Um, so he goes on this journey. He learns his magic, and you know we are um, blessed with a few good cameos we get uh tilda swinton coming back for the voice of the... yeah they're all they all came <sighs> back right so which was so cool but benedict cumberbatch and they all came back to do the voicing it was amazing so you know dr strange he finally gets sorcerer supreme and he decides to try and bring christine back so he keeps going so he goes back tries to change the course of action but it keeps coming up the same and so my reason to you guys the reason why i wasn't so into this episode was i've seen this storyline before and you know i get it not everyone has maybe but i don't know if you guys ever seen that movie run lola run no, I've never seen it. I remember the I remember the commercial all the time though, the trailer. Yeah, so it's a German movie and something happens and she is brought back to life and she relives the whole situation where she's trying to figure out how she can keep her boyfriend alive but learn each time she go she comes back to try and save him. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes. yeah, that does, yeah. So this is what we're getting. Yeah. So uh, we get this in the What If show, and then the Grandmaster comes saying, you know, you can't do this. You got to stop this. It's going to destroy the world. And Doctor Strange is so adamant on bringing her back. And a little fight happens, and the Grandmaster uses some kind of a magic spell and uh we're left with dr strange trying to find another way of bringing her back so he goes on this mission and what he did is he used the the eye of agamotto which is an infinity stone the time stone and he goes back in time to the point of cagliostro and what's important about this dude is he figured out how to get past a absolute point in time and what absolute point of times are are moments that you can't alter with time travel like they will just keep happening in different ways like christine was supposed to die so she's gonna die no matter what she needs to die for strange to become the sorcerer supreme and defeat dormammu if he doesn't do that he'll create a paradox which will destroy the world which chris was talking about previously so he doesn't care. He goes back in time, and he he meets his uh, librarian. His name's Obang, and he said that while he isn't Cagliostro, that he was his keeper, like his librarian, and his mystic books are in the building where he is, whatever. So he he goes down there, and he's trying to figure out what to do, 
And he's like, you need to get power from ancient magical beings, like beasts. They're pretty much demon-looking Pokemon, which I thought was cool. And (laughs) and Doctor Strange is like, oh, I need to borrow your power. And the same tentacle monster I'm going to refer to as Shumagora, because I'm hoping that this isn't another Mephisto thing, and it is actually him. He also showed up in the What If episode with... Uh, Did you say Captain my Carter. guy Mephisto? No. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Captain Carter. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I need to borrow your power. Obviously, that backfires. He gets beaten up. And Obang basically tells him, like, these beings aren't going to let you just borrow their power. The only way to do that is to absorb them into you. Like, you have to absorb their life force. But I wouldn't recommend it. And he's like, obviously you're doing this because you're in love. Because no one would, no sane person would do this. I would re- like beg you to reconsider. It's always funny to me that these guys ask them to reconsider, but they don't actually stop them. <laughs> like, I beg you, please reconsider. No, I don't think I will. Okay, well, his books are downstairs if you wish to proceed. Like, he still lets him do it. <laughs> so Doctor Strange decides to start small and work his way up. So he summons what looks like a lawn moan like a, a lawn gnome and he <laughs> that was good yeah i like that a lot he basically eats him he opens his mouth light shoots out and the being gets absorbed into his body and then there's just a montage of like bat creatures and dragons there's a two-headed goat uh, there's a bug he doesn't do bugs but he steals its cape so <laughs> i'm sure you saw the marvel legends for any collectors out there his cloak looks different. It's black and gold. That's where he got it from in this case. He steals it from a magical... Looks like a cockroach. Um, and then finally, he works his way back up to Shumagorath. And what was different about this scene, I don't know if this means anything. In the other absorption moments, he opened his mouth and eyes and sucked their souls into his body. In this case, the tentacles get sliced off and they crawl onto his skin and like become one with him so i don't know if that was implying that the being took over his body and kind of possessed him and messed with his mental state i don't know if oh it definitely messed with his mental state definitely yeah like he was driven mad with power basically but yeah yeah that absorption looked different to me and it was kind of creep like it his arms and limbs turned into tentacles before turning back into a human like he just looked weirder with that one but it was, a, it was a cool scene. You got to see all these mythical beasts and how power-hungry he was getting. He stopped being the Stephen Strange we knew and just started becoming demonic. You saw, like, flickers of all the beasts he ate, like, yeah. cre- creeping through his skin. I like I like scenes like those. I like... I don't like horror movies, but I like body horror movies. You know those ones where... Yeah. Where you just... Something's going on under the skin and you just don't know what's, what's up. Like... Slither and all those types of movies. So it reminded me of those, sort of. Now, he goes back upstairs and Obang is looking pretty haggard and old and he's sick. And he's like, you've been doing this for centuries, by the way. I've aged to the point of no return. He's like, oh, I can heal you. He's like, I don't want to be healed. Like, this is the natural course of life. Like, you live your life and then you pass on. Steven, with this new power, seems to just want to use it freely now like he knows how to beat death he knows how to stop people and make them live eternal lives which is just an unnatural order to things now this is where it gets kind of weird and cool it 
goes back to New York and the world is being consumed by darkness. And we're assuming this is because it's because of what Doctor Strange is doing, but this is an alternate timeline. What the Ancient One did before, like Chris, Chris said she cast a spell, she split the timeline in two. Yeah. But unlike what happened in Loki where it's alternate universes, there's two different timelines within the same universe. I don't know what the difference is or how that makes sense, but for the sake of plot, that's what she did. So there's where's two the time var- Where's the TVA? <laughs> yeah, but why did they let this Where happen? they at? Where they at? <laughs> but didn't in Loki, when they saw the timeline being split into different branches, wasn't one of that those locations in New York? Yeah, there's tons. I wonder if that was the same. I wonder if that's 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 pretty cool. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice twist. So what Loki allowed to do is have these what if episodes? Like, I'm just assuming all of this takes place because of what happened in Loki, and that's just a good business model. That was good pre-planning. This is Mm -hmm. just cool of them to do. So because she split the two timelines into, or sorry, the the one timeline into two, she also used an echo of her soul she's basically a ghost and she warns the good steven hey so your evil counterparts kind of destroying reality only you can stop him because you are still him within this timeline it's just an alternate timeline within this universe and myself i was confused like well that other steven strange was just absorbing dudes left and right shouldn't he just win automatically but it turns out because (laughs) it's in the same universe that the power is split between them so, he ended up meeting up with the the Nega Steve, and Negative Steve's like, okay, you're the only one who can understand what I'm doing because you loved Christine. So the moment that good Steven had, he was sitting in his library with Wong, contemplating life, and he's like, I know what you're thinking, you should probably come make tea with me before you make a bad decision. That's yeah. even left the room and decided to go with Wong. So this didn't happen to him. Like he, he took the good path. They have a cool Harry Potter wizard battle. I don't know. That's just one of the cooler scenes. Harry Potter. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like lights flying all over the place, spells casted. Uh, it was good. It was a good scene. Even I their even it. their capes threw down. Yeah. Like that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. I never realized how much I like the floating cape until he gets hurt and then i get upset oh. <laughs> oh. it was a very sad point it, in did, that did it did it invoke some of that aladdin carpet yeah i feelings? remember that for the <laughs> <laughs> carpet no <laughs> uh, that's what i always think when i see that cape it always invokes that you know the aladdin carpet that whole like the the the, the speechless like companions or what what get yeah me. yeah <laughs> So All right, they, so they the fight. battle is yeah. Go on, you're you're saying? Oh, like they fight. I like there's nothing to even. I can't prolong this. The good one loses, unfortunately. Yeah, oh, and, he gets absorbed. Yeah, he gets absorbed, and bad one's time is now. He rewinds time, saves Christine, and brings her back, and he's all happy. But he looks just haggard. He looks like all the beasts he consumed rolled into one body with tentacles spewing out of his guts. Wings just shooting out of his nose. He just looks ridiculous and disgusting. And Christine freaks out, of course. 
Meanwhile, I thought she York... was. I thought she was gonna yell Mephisto. <laughs> no. That's what I thought. <laughs> you were hoping? Yeah, that. he he looks really messed up. He looks like a whole bunch of Infinity Stones got lodged into his forehead. Oh yeah. Uh, he he looks, yeah, really. Uh, and New know. York, well, the planet probably is just floating into the abyss. Yeah. And they're the only two people alive. And Doctor Strange's like, oh, I can fix this. Don't worry. I'm like, buddy, you did enough. Like, just chill out. <laughs> and he became so powerful he also now senses the watcher and he's like you can fix this i know you can and i like this scene a lot he's like well yeah i probably could but i won't you did this he's like okay but no no no. how about that part he goes you can fix it and then watcher just throws down a diss and goes like you fixed with christine like oh remember that emoji with the people the group of people just going oh Or the, the, the gif where they're all the like, super, oh my god, you got super burned. hot fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, um, basically it was that. It was him begging. And he's like, punish me instead. He's like, buddy, if I could just punish you, I would. But I can't do anything. Like, you did this. Yeah. So the end is uh, Doctor Strange. He's trying to, like, preserve the universe. And he can only contain, like, a small, maybe 10 foot by 10 foot prism of safety for him and Christine, and unfortunately Christine fades away too, so it's just him by himself. I tried to look up if that prism was supposed to be some sort of like power stone or what that was. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, is this some sort of gemstone that we should be looking into, right? Yeah, I didn't find anything though. Yeah. But it was from the movie, you know, how they used that, it looked kind of like a diamond shape to go into a different universe, so no one sees them. So I believe it was that whole scene that he was trying to save both of them it's crazy because the ending of this show reminded me uh of the movie mist have you guys seen that yeah no i Uh, haven't seen it the ending it was just you weren't expecting it so in the movie these animals creatures bugs come from this mist and a group of people from the grocery store trying to escape and then they run out of gas and all they decide is okay this is the end we need to take our lives so the father shoots everyone in the car and then there's no bullets left and he gets out to be attacked and then all of a sudden the mist clears and the army's coming in and they got all these people saved and it's just like he killed all these people and now he's screaming and that's what he was left with and yeah it was a sad ending i like the, the i like if. i like monkey paw stories where it's like you can have this but it's gonna cost you something yeah i don't <laughs> like them all the time i just like maybe maybe once a month yeah that's pretty often you think so, so... <laughs> what are you gonna say elvin i was gonna say let's get back on track here <laughs> let's talk so we know for a fact with the trailers that were dropped that he does come back, Doctor Strange. This Doctor Strange does come back in future episodes because there's a conversation he has with Peggy Carter or Captain Carter. So we know that this is going to all wrap it to one episode or they're going to have crossovers. I'm interested in seeing that happen because you know, all of these right now have been their own separate sort of little bit of universe, their own little bubble but I'm waiting for the crossovers to happen, and I think it starts 
after next week, I believe, because I think next week is the zombie episode. Yes. I believe so. Let's, you, know, you, need, you need your defining characters first before you yeah. get your crossovers. Yeah, so. so I think next week is your final character, Spidey, I believe it is. And then after that, it's crossover time, which is going to be really cool. I think the crossover also is going to have the new Avengers with Gamora, Nebula, oh, yeah. and uh, Thor, and uh, well, what do you call it? T'Challa, right? As Star-Lord. I think that's your new Avengers group. So that's going to be... It's gonna be, something's gonna happen. Something's crazy is happening, and I can't wait for that. I it's think it's tentacle, uh, tentacle man. The only downside to this is it's gonna be less than thirty minutes long, unless they surprise us with an extended episode. That or yeah, but it might be two episodes or no. I haven't checked amazing. the I haven't checked the runtime, but I believe they did it. I think it's the same. So, but I mean, yeah, it, this episode, like, you know, you guys went through it all and. To me, I think this was a decent episode. I like this episode because it's, I, I'm a big fan of Doctor Strange, the character itself, uh, because of the the magic and everything behind it, time traveling. It's right up my alley. I love this stuff, and for me, like this was so heartbreaking. Where he tried to do everything he could, and he just kept coming up short. Kept coming up short to the point where he lost himself. He became this demon, and basically he destroyed the entire universe just to save her you know and it's like a it's such a crazy moment in time where he does all this just to save her but basically punishes her now in this little cocoon of theirs and she's terrified she doesn't even know who this guy is anymore and it's all for nothing and it's it's pretty sad and tragic at the very end like of, of how all this happened just because of the name of love and I'm, I'm surprised how fast they were able to get all this done in this episode. Like, that's one of the strong things about this. I know, Chris, you alluded to, like, you would have liked to see more things added to the episode. But, I, you know, with the runtime they have, I think they did a pretty decent job mm-hmm. with, all the, with all the episodes to get the points in there. Yeah. And, and I think this, is, this show is for people who are already fans. I don't think this is something for new fans to get into to understand the whole, all the characters. I think this is for people who've already watched all the movies, know the background of these characters, and now are watching this, and they already understand how he got his powers or who he talked to to go to you know the mountains to get to the temple. So I think this is designed for people who already watched the show, right? And so I'm okay. With, I'm okay with that. Yeah. What are your guys' take on this so far? Like, we're four episodes in. Is this must-see? I like it. Um, it's hard to sell because the show's stylized and it's fast-paced, like you said. Like, Yeah, it, this is not for uh, new beginners. This is not for people who are learning about these characters. Mm-hmm. This is definitely for people who have already been seasoned vets, who already know about these characters. The smart thing, though that they're doing with it is you know for people who haven't watched the movie they might watch these cartoons and being like hmm i wonder what actually happened and it brings them back to actually watching the movies and it's creating new fans so it's yeah i mean that's a possibility it creates excitement it keeps it keeps 
new people interested in saying, okay, how do I go back and watch these movies to fill in the gaps? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that happening, yeah. But I I think for me, like, this is designed, like, when they made these episodes, they didn't design this to say, okay, does the average audience who know nothing about these characters or should we appease to them? It, this was designed, they were like, hey, we're going to appease to our loyal fans mm-hmm. and give them something cool to look at, right, to ponder on. So that's what I think this is, was designed for. Okay, what would you give this episode out of 10? Mm. I like these kind of storylines. I'll give it a seven. Oh, it wasn't aren't perfect. You generous. Aren't you generous? <laughs> it kept me entertained. Today is a D points low day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, what would you give this out of ten? Uh, sorry, six point five. Wow, you guys are so negative today, huh? It out of. Out of the four that we've gotten, that's my lowest. And that's only one episode. So there's always going to be that one episode that we don't really love. And this was mine. Yeah, not mine. This was probably one of my favorites. I'm going to give this 8.5. Nice. 8.5. I did the last episode with the the whole um, Avengers dying off. That was the weakest of the four, in my opinion. (gasps) Yeah, that was uh, that was a, yeah, that was a. It was fun. Like, don't get me wrong. I had fun watching it. It wasn't terrible. I'm not making this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to say that it wasn't a bad episode. I'm just saying of the four, that that was the weaker one for me. So yeah, this. I don't know where would if. Okay, let's rank them the four right now. Since we're almost half, we're halfway essentially. How do you rank them, from one to four? One being the best. Uh. Star Lord is one. Peggy Carter's mm-hmm. two. Then um, the assassination one is three, and then this one's four. Okay, Chris. Uh, it what D said. I really liked the Star Lord. That was an amazing adventure. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh. Two, Peggy Carter. That was great. I love what they did with the storyline. Three, losing the heroes. And then four for the Doctor Strange. All right. Uh, For me, it's going to be... The first two are the same as you two. Undoubtedly. Those two are great episodes. Uh, For me, and then the the third one is going to be flipping around. It's strange for me at three, and then it's four for the assassins once. So yeah, I mean, we're at least we got two of them correct, right? <laughs> so we're all, you know, <laughs> agreement for those two. I, I don't think those two can be touched, but let's see. We got the zombie stone. But I have a feeling Chris is really gonna like that one. <laughs> uh, just saying, just a hunch. So we'll we'll see how the you know when the rest of the episodes come out, and then we'll revisit this and see what how we rank them again. I'll be interested to see at the end of this whole sh- the series ending. And, uh, yeah, okay. So, anything else you guys want to add? No, no. You pretty much covered it all. A fast yeah, I'm looking, episode. F- I'm looking forward to seeing the next episode. It's going to be fun. So, uh, join us next week when we talk about the next uh, episode of What If. And our final topic of today's podcast is the awesome movie called Shang-Chi. 
boy, what a movie. I got to see it with Chris and D. I I believe you saw it at least twice, right? Yeah. I um, <laughs> took my mom after I saw it the first time. Nice, nice. What a, what a nice son, huh? <laughs> makes, makes me feel like crap. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Did you like it the second time you went to see it? I knew where I could nap. So. Oh, oh no! That's not spoiler. a bad thing at all. That's spoiler not alert! That's spoiler not alert. alert! Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. We still have. <laughs> okay, so we're not gonna, you know, go into the entire movie from A to Z in detail. We're we're just gonna take too long. We'll point out the pointers and some uh, interesting facts, and then we'll give our overall take of the movie. And uh, we'll also talk about the end scenes. There are two end credit scenes, right? So. We'll definitely talk about that. And um, one other thing. So we are, since we're going to talk about this, it is obviously going to be full of spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, I recommend you stop now and go watch the movie and come back and hear our point of view. All right. Okay. So this movie starts off a thousand years in the past where you see, you know, when you make a the Mandarin, which is not really the Mandarin, we'll explain why. He's basically going around and, you know, ravaging civilizations over those thousand years and building up the name, you know, the Ten Rings organization. And you see him basically getting more experience. You see him just becoming more unstoppable with this ring. I thought it was really cool to showcase the history of how long it took him to establish this organization. And also how prominent it was in everything around the world, all the way up to present time. Like his hands were everywhere, and he was infiltrating groups that were group that were infiltrating other groups. And it was a very complex organization that kept in the shadows. Over time, it kind of like you know went into the shadows from the forefront. And I just thought it was really cool that they started off like that and giving us a good explanation of the Ten Ring organization. What did you guys think? I loved it. I loved everything about it. Um, I love how he utilizes the weapons. We didn't need yes. a 100% backstory on him. We just know he found these rings. and he were, you, is... were you sad it wasn't rings? It was actual, like, you know, bracelets, so to speak? I mean, they call it rings, but it's more like a bracelet, right? No, not necessarily, because you don't know the size of the being that had them previously. Which so, is very interesting you bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that, that at the end, definitely. All right, carry on, sir. And I think with the size change, the power set was changed along with it, and I love what they did. Like, I just absolutely love how he utilized them. He was like a combination of Whiplash, Shocker, any person who can generate shields and force fields. Like, he was just cool. He was cool to watch. Anytime he was fighting, I was in awe. He was jack of all trades, you what you're saying, right? Yeah, basically. What about you, Chris? You know, the thing that I loved about the beginning of the movie, and even throughout the entire movie, is we get an awesome action movie, but it's also an origin story at the same time. So, you know, you're not going into this movie, and it kind of picks up on a story and you got to try and follow along, you can completely follow along to this movie. It, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, after that first scene, and he's in the 
maze forest, that fight scene was just... Oh, well, let's not jump too far ahead. <laughs> no, yet. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get there in a second. We have a lot to talk in between that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that, No, no, that's, you know, I agree with you guys on, on both fronts here. I, I think it was a great way to start the movie, to mm. give us a little bit of a background, right? Because, you know, it's important to have this, you know, this understanding of what the Ten Rings were, because, uh, the organization was, because we got a glimpse of it in the Iron Man movie, right? And it was almost made fun of. You know, I, that was one of the things I was really upset with, is how they made fun of the Mandarin character and the organization. And I was just like, oh man, like, that's such a cool character, and they're just they're destroying it with Trevor, you know? And we'll get into Trevor in a bit, but I'm, I'm glad they, you know, you know, showed us the real deal, right? So for me, that was nice to see that. So we get that backstory of who he is, Wen Wu, and then now we, you know, sort of go into San Francisco. Um, and I want to jump in a little bit ahead. ahead. I want to talk about the forest thing in a, in a bit, but I want to talk about our main star, Shang-Chi. Did you guys, you know, were you happy with the casting? Were you really happy with, you know, Sam and Yu? Yeah, he earned it. He pushed for it. He reached out to them. He tweeted them. He wanted this to happen and he made it happen so as far as i'm concerned he deserved it the casting choice was perfectly fine with me um the character in the comics isn't someone that i like seek out like he shows up every now and again but he's looked different so many times that i can't really say he's inaccurate like he i love him i think he's perfectly fine i i agree with you too i i think he's a great uh casting choice and i actually watched him prior to this uh, this movie was in Kim's Convenience uh, TV show that's filmed in Toronto, and I've been a fan of that since day one. And I was so happy for him that he got the role. Uh, I think he absolutely did a great job in his role here, and I hope he gets more opportunities to become bigger and bigger, more prominent role in the MCU. What about Aquafina as Katie? What do you think of her? So, I know there was a lot of hate for her. Really? And was there a lot of hate? Yeah, there was a lot of controversy around her. And in general, people just find her too much. But I was fine with her. She was watered down compared to most of her other, like, in-your-face Aquafina. Yeah, roles. yeah. She's very uh, very R-rated, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> yeah. Her music? So she's yes. just, like, his friend. Okay, yeah. Like, she, she wasn't just flamboyantly in your face all the time she knew when and where to tone it up and tone it down i was fine with her i have no problems with her do you find her a little bit too much over the top in this movie or in general in, in this movie um no for me like I, I thought she was a little bit over the top like I, there could have been some parts where she could have trimmed it down a little bit and that's not her fault she's yeah. she's not the writer the writers put this to script right like, but for me, I just felt that there were some parts where she could have kind of tapered off a little bit. It was a little too much for me, some of them, and it got a little cheesy. What do you think, Chris? Did you like her as a and and, and Semin Liu as well? Did you like him? I didn't know about him because I I don't have cable, so I didn't get to see the show. You know, it's on Netflix. Oh, is it? 
Well, I oh, guess you, I need, will you need to de- you definitely, definitely, definitely watch it. Okay. Well, it, it just came on Netflix, I believe, last year. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when I seen the casting, it's kind of cool that you know we're getting some people that are known but not well known. Mm-hmm. Uh, I he killed it. You know, it's it's gonna be hard to see anyone. You know, we got Chadwick as Black Panther. Now we got the Shang-Chi and you know he just I think he did it very well and not knowing the comic but he made you enjoy the character you know you you kind of fell in love with him and you want to see more of him and with Aquafina, it's funny because when I heard her talking at first I thought did they dub her voice in it just she had this raspy voice. She made me think of, I don't know if you guys watched Orange is the New Black, but she sounded yeah. like Nikki a little bit. And oh, I'm yeah. sorry if that ruins it for everyone. But her as a character, I loved her in this movie. She was that comedic relief, <laughs> especially in one of the, the fight scene. Just she, You can do it. And then he doesn't do it. And she's like, oh, I'm just going to go back to drinking my drink. <laughs> I thought she was great. I'm not going to complain. But yeah, definitely. I'll get more into it when we get more in-depth to the movie. We'll talk about uh, all these actors, and then what I'll do is at the very end, I'll ask you guys who was the one actor that killed it. So keep that in mind. Ooh. I'll ask you guys at the end. You can only pick one, and which actor <laughs> killed it. I got my pick already in the book, sealed, ready to go. It wasn't even a question for me. Um, all right, okay, so D, why don't you talk about some things that happened earlier in the movie that you thought was really interesting? Um, so it doesn't resonate with me, but a lot of my friends mentioned how the family dynamic, like going over to the friend's house. It, the yeah, family. it's interesting yeah. you say that because that's what I felt through all the other people that I talked to as well, mainly people who are of Asian descent. That whole scene, it was really, really touching for a lot of people. Did you so you you got that same vibe as well from your friends? Yeah, a lot of them actually echoed the same thing, which is pretty cool. I'm glad I'm glad it hit home with them. I'm glad yeah, they appreciated definitely. it. I'm glad it's hard because you know when some people still hate on things just for the sake of hating, like oh the studio's pandering. I'm like, oh, are they pandering or are they just accurate in the portrayal of the scene? <laughs> like you know, like this is accurate. Yeah. This is what happens. So. I liked that. Uh, I like the dynamic with Katie, or not, yeah, Katie. The fact that they're not exactly love interests, but they're just so close. Like, they're best friends. You can tell they're best friends. Yeah, they're BFFs. Like, seeing yeah. them interact was great. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Chris, what do you think? Sorry, D, were you going to say oh, something? I was just going to ask the same question. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Chris. So we are talking about our favorite moments. Or well, moments. we're just talking. About, yeah, we, we could, we're talking about the early parts of the movie. So okay. you can actually go. In, you can talk about the forest stuff if you like, because I know you're dying to. <laughs> the, well, that engagement with, uh, you know, uh, the Mandarin and his uh, new or soon-to-be wife. If you yeah, want to talk about that. Yeah, there actually there's a couple things. You know, especially that fight. It was. I it really felt like it was watching a painting 
Like that. Oh, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. That fight that, scene was just so beautiful, and I could was. watch it over and over again. And it's also kind of like watching Dancing with the Stars. Like the way they were fighting, it was a dance. And, it was, yeah. You know, I loved how it got into this whole scene of them two fighting, but then when it kind of crossed their eyes. It's well, like flirt fighting. <laughs> yeah. And then you get into this beautiful dance fight. It's just, come on now. I want to break it down like that, you know? <laughs> um, and then the other early scene, oh, I think it might be too soon when they're on the bus. No, no, that, that's, no? that's fine. You can, okay. you can talk about your, your points. That, that was pretty early in the movie. Uh, so... I thought it was weird because, you know, they didn't get too in-depth. So, spoilers ahead, people. Um, I thought it was interesting how all of a sudden he had this fight to him. Like, how does he know all of this? Like, it just seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't get to the explaining. So, I was a bit confused, and I'm, but intrigued. But I'm yeah. sure we can all agree how amazing that scene was. My well, heart was that, racing. Um, the fact that Katie was even like, who are you? Like, even she <laughs> didn't expect. She even says, like, this guy couldn't hurt a fly. You're picking on, like, so they did that on purpose. <laughs> and I'm glad the audience felt the same way she did. If you don't yeah. know the character, yeah. Because my mom is probably thinking the same thing. Like, what is this movie even about? Like. This dude's a valet driver, another on the bus. We we need you to record your mom's reactions. That's what we need. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Uh, Mama D at the movies. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to bring her to every movie we go see. Yes, automatic buy-in. She's in. But no, that's so, a good... Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no. no it's, a, it's a good point because, you know, for my kids who are watching it with us... They don't know who Shang-Chi is. And this is an exploration from... Like, every movie my kids have watched is an introduction. A lot of it is an introduction to a character they've never, ever knew about because they haven't read the comics like I have. So this is my way of showing them and ex expanding their, you know, Marvel Cinematic um, Universe for them. So when Shang-Chi came out, I, wanna wa I went down to watch it with them. They have no idea, and... So them, it's the same thing as these moms. Like they're like, well, how did you know how to do all this stuff? So, which takes us to the next part is the multiple back uh, flashbacks of him growing up with his dad overlooking him and making sure that he is, a, you know, a lethal assassin martial arts specialist and forcing his son to learn everything and, you know, basically punishing him through the process that's how he became this lethal you know assassin or martial artist and i don't mind that because it was quick flashbacks it wasn't taking up too much of the movie it wasn't dragging on and they showed important moments only they didn't waste a lot of time you know showing the unnecessary parts mm -hmm. did you do you guys feel the same way yeah it was very cohesive i could follow it it wasn't sporadic like titans like Okay, yeah. here's the present time. <laughs> he sees something that reminds him of his past, and then it takes you to the past. 
Yeah. Straightforward scene. Definitely. Back to the present. And then yeah. You get the point. Chris, what Chris, you? what did you did you like that flashback? Yes. They gave us exactly an the only thing we needed to know about the character. So I thought that was great on their part. They're very smart when you do these. Yeah, I I think they got it locked down now. All right, um, so let's move into sort of the middle part of the movie. So he's got apparently a sister, right? Which we find out that he's got a sister. And the sister was basically, what, um, shunned away from the dad and... In the beginning, I was kind of upset about that. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you know, is this, you know, trying to say that Asian families don't care about their daughters, all that? Is that what they're trying to perceive here, right? But it actually turns out to be beautiful because it was the dad was just like, didn't want to see the daughter as much because it just reminded him of his wife that passed away, which is still an inexcusable way to neglect your daughter. But it, it gave a little bit of an explanation as to why he was, you know, reluctant to spend so much time with her. Did you guys buy that? Did you like that that whole clo- uh, circle of what what's going on with him and his daughter? Yeah, because I've witnessed it, so <laughs> I've seen it happen in like reality. So I can I can buy that. That's a good reason for me. That or he doesn't want her to get hurt because there's the moments where Shang Chi's training as a seven year old. And his sister yeah. wasn't allowed to. So it's curious that the son was allowed to, but she wasn't. You. But in my mind, it's he wanted to protect her. Like he wanted to keep her pristine and safe. No harm will come to her. Yeah. But okay. he's also a, a thousand years old. Like men and women dynamics are still probably super different to him. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, you're right. He's an ancient... Uh, he's an old fart, right? So, <laughs> But he also... Uh, you know, speaking of him, you know, being old, I, I like that scene where they're having... You know, like when he invites his son, and, and I'm jumping a little bit ahead of time. Uh, we'll talk about that little tournament because there's some Easter eggs in that tournament that I really want to talk about. But I like that scene where they're having dinner at, at the compound, and he's like, yeah, in Western, they call me the Mandarin. That is just an orange. He's like, oh, I don't know why they decided to call me that. That name was actually created by Trevor and Killian, I believe it is, right? Yeah. Al- Aldrich Killian, yes. The, the two the two of them created that name just kind of, you know, have a name and rec- you know, fear into the Western uh, part of the world, but... He said, I go by many names. And one of the names he mentioned, I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like when he mentioned Genghis. Yeah. As in, I guess, Genghis Khan, right? One of the oh. baddest, baddest rules. Did you not notice that part, Chris? Uh, I, I heard the name, but it didn't click right away. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. I was like, oh, stand. Like this was Genghis Khan in the MCU. I'm like, oh, right. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, it d- definitely was cool. All right, let's get back into that tournament because there's so many Easter eggs for me. I won't say so many because not everyone's going to expect like 20 Easter eggs, but <laughs> there, there were several. Um, I don't know if you guys caught them. I did. So the, this is the part where I thought this part doesn't necessarily have to be this long. This tournament was 
this whole tournament thing was to me a little too long i, I thought they could have shrunk this a little really? bit and, the, the yeah, whole I, I, the whole scene setup and everything yeah, or just the fight yeah, itself just for me when you got into the elevator coming up to the, the floor and then at the very end where they're having all this you know you know battles on this on the side of the building with you know by the windows and stuff i just think a lot of that was way too long really yeah i i really did i honestly think this whole movie was a little too long i think this movie could have been better if it was 20 minutes shorter it was there were some parts in this movie that could have been taken out or could have been reduced and still have that same effect and one of them was this tournament thing here i think there was some part was really unnecessary and it was dragging too much especially the gentleman that comes meets him basically sister's uh, right hand oh, guy john john but by the way i like i like him as an actor he's, like a, he's an awesome john, john, yeah, he's cool. a he's a pretty cool actor but i just felt that this character doesn't need to be there it was just kind of pointless but it also was a little too draggy you know coming up the elevator they're talking in there i'm like oh really we have to have this conversation let's just get from the ends of the elevator sign your life away and then get to the top of the elevator this whole scene in between there even though it's only a minute it's totally unnecessary it's a waste of time i don't need this and then this part where he's welcoming him, walking him through the corridor to the main A stages. Did you guys notice two particular characters fighting that's from an MCU movies? Uh, there's one of the widows, the one. Oh, oh you suck. And, well, I, I caught, I recognized like her skin tone and then I saw like her belt had the widow logo. And then the glowing dude, I was like, I don't know who you're supposed to be, but you remind me of the um, extremists enhanced Extre- iron extremist soldiers iron man extremist soldiers yeah i'm like okay maybe right. you got away so there yeah. you go <laughs> one one got away dove into the water and swam away <laughs> yes he you got the extra eggs boo i'm sure there's chris, tons did, more chris did you notice that those two characters i'll be honest with you i didn't because you know the only thing that i love the scene because it was so intense and vibrant looking that my eyes were being drawn to different places but that's just me you know usually i'm good at spotting things but i felt like i couldn't really focus on one thing all i know were the two characters that were in the ring like the big ring so it's hard to you don't want to miss any important screen time stuff searching for easter eggs because i know people who do that I'm like, oh, did you see that awesome punch? Like, no, no, no. I was looking at the wall. I'm like, okay, well. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at shoes. (laughs) I've got to read this. But, I mean, Dee's watched it twice. So he's got the benefit of the doubt of catching some of the other stuff. I did notice the, um, everyone thought that was Captain America's shield. It did turn out to be a flag. Nice. So you were you were probably waiting for the second time around. Yeah, I was like, oh, I need to go back and see that. Mom, mom, I need to go to the movies. <laughs> All right. So speaking of the big ring and the two characters inside that ring, anybody find that weird having those two characters there? I did not, because really, you didn't this... find these two, these two characters as such a weird choice to be in the ring. It was a a different choice. It didn't bother me. It was weird in a sense of I didn't expect these two, but this movie is a bridge between worlds now. Like you're getting magic guys and science guys in a ring. This is an underground tournament. So it's a free for all at this point. It's a Super Smash Brother palette of just characters. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, Chris, did you find those two characters? 
I, I get a weird, weird choice. I get Wong being in there because, like Dee said, it it's gonna take us into what's coming up. Uh, Abomination. I I wasn't expecting that, but yeah. that's that's Marvel Studios' way of surprising us with something, and it gets us thinking: Are we gonna get a different movie, or is are we getting something? Well, but did you get not... a glimpse of the room? Of the room that he went back into? Yeah. We'll, we'll touch that We'll touch that in a <laughs> second. But I want to give my thoughts on these two characters. I thought, for me, I thought Abomination fit the mold to be there. He's a, he's a villain-esque, a anti-hero, whatever you want to call him, whatever he is this, these days with the MCU. I thought he fit the, you know, to be in there. But Wong was just such a weird choice for me. I couldn't it's figure like, out if he was training. Like, was he brushing up on his martial arts yeah. skills? Like, why are you? He- yeah. So I, I, I didn't understand this whole reason why he's there, and maybe the you know the movies in the future, like Doctor Strange and Spider Man, is going to connect it. You know, Spider Man is supposed to actually take place before this movie. Well, when Wong so, was going on vacation, I was like, oh, maybe this is where. Yeah, he went. that's what I'm thinking. And speaking of the place they are in, they're in Macau. Did anybody? kind of find out why didn't they utilize Magitpore? Like, we got this huge, you know, underground or underground city in, you know, Winter Soldier and Falcon TV show, and then they never used that again? I mean, don't you think that would have been a good place to put these guys in? I thought it was originally. Well, I thought it was, and then I remember he said they're they're in Macau. In Macau, yeah, they said Macau, and I was just like, ah, missed opportunity here. Right? Like, I mean... People would have been went off if they said Majidpur because they'd be like, "Oh my God, I remember seeing this!" Right? So, I mean, world it, building it, is always good, but I doubt they'll ever reference Macau again unless something big takes place there. Well, you never know, right? Yeah. With the end credit scene, so we'll see. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of that, uh, at last part. So, you know, we have Shang Chi go in there, and um, he basically is about to start a fight. Oh, his his opponent his secret until the last second, but just before that they show Wong and uh, Abomination entering the little portal. And D, you want to go ahead and finish that off? So it looks like one of those containment fields used to hold like Hulk type characters, and Wong is talking to him on a first name basis, and he, they're being friendly. So it seems yeah. to me Wong is training him, possibly. I don't know. I still don't know why they picked him to train him, but this seems like a Thunderbolts. Yeah, situation. that's what I was gonna go, and that's that's the raft, by the way. Yeah, that those cells look like the places in the raft. So yeah, that definitely looks like. But what is Wong doing training the Thunderbolts? Shouldn't be um, like did General know? Ross contact yeah. Doctor Strange to like <laughs> contract out? <laughs> yeah, they're buddies now all of a sudden. <laughs> so yeah, definitely weird to have. Um, Wong do that. I just thought the whole process weird. And Abomination is so nice now, or something like. This well, guy was. I don't if, know. If um, yeah, he was just like a hardcore Hulk villain with no remorse. Yeah. But this is a good way to get a Hulk on the team without having to bring in Red Hulk. Like people are saying, like, oh, when do we get to see Red Hulk? When do we get to see Red Hulk? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys will, because you have an Abomination right here. There's so many yeah. Hulks in the comic that it's just convoluted now. There's like seven Hulks at any given time. So they might just decide to just make it easy. MC I has also, been known to do that. I also like the fact that he got an upgrade of how he looks. Yeah. 
He's got that fish ears now. He's got more of the the comic look than he had in the very first Hulk movie with Edward Norton. So it's, I'm glad to see that. Was it Edward Norton or um, no, Banner? I mean, uh, Eric, what's the name? Eric Banner was the very first one. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah. It was nice to see that upgrade on him. All right. Uh, so, you know, we got Shang-Chi that enters the ring, and then all of a sudden his opponent is his sister. Chris, what do you think of this scene? So with this fight scene with his sister, it was a nice surprise, you know. Uh, it was a great scene, you know. It's brother and sister battling it out. Yeah. You know, they kept it... I like that they didn't keep it long. They kept it a good scene where, you know, we see how strong his sister is, but they don't have to go in depth about it. Because, you know, back in the scenes of the past, they showed her training by herself. So we got to see a, a little taste of her. And then, you know, we get into the, you're my sister. You know, who runes this place? <laughs> who who are you? What are you? <laughs> exactly. And she's like, No, no, I own this place. So it's kinda it's awesome that they threw a little bit of girl power in there as well as, you know, we get a a male actor who's strong. So it's a balance, you know, the yin yeah. and yang. So I think we got to see that Ooh, with them. look at you going out there. <laughs> yin and yang. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I th- definitely. I, I thought I thought it was good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's let's fast forward a little bit here to you know they go to the compound and you know the dad basically brings the whole family in there, and Aquafina is I guess tags along and then they get in their compound and the dad is trying you know to assess that this is the reason why I wanted those two necklaces is because he takes them to this hallway and puts it in this dragon eyes. And uh, water goes everywhere. I just, I just thought they had a mass flooding and they need to call somebody to fix that bad boy. <laughs> uh, so basically, he's saying that he's been hearing his mom calling out for him to come and rescue her. She's trapped uh, in the forest or something like that. And so he's that is his reason for trying to get his kids back there and giving them you know, some sort of like an explanation of why he's hell-bent on doing all this and just before we do that i just want to touch base i I really was moved with the way how they explained how the mom died i thought that was very tragic and so sad and it also showed the 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 vengeance this dad had you know and the love that he had for his wife and showed that vengeance where he put the rings away like he actually like he, he was like an amazing character like the growth of that character from start to finish you know, Wang Wu was amazing because he took, he had all this power for, you know, for decades and generations and he put it all away in a box and said, I don't want nothing to do with this if it means that I could have peace with my wife and my kid. That is, that is crazy. Like, think about that for a second. Like, you're going to, you have all this godly powers and you're just going to put it all away and just ignore it. Yeah. I, I thought that was, that was, I thought that was crazy. That was awesome. I don't know. What'd you guys think of that? Uh, it was nice because I'm used to like anime where the father is just a jerk and he has no indication. <laughs> anime, 
anime dads are the worst. They're the worst. Like, I, I, <laughs> I needed a wife to father a son to take on my legacy. I don't care about you or anyone else. But in this, he like That's genuinely like... cared for his family. They played Dance Dance Revolution in that one scene. Like, come on. <laughs> I it's like Disney lot. stepmothers. No one likes <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought that was great uh, to see that whole growth of that character from, you know, who he was to what he wanted to be. He just wanted peace and he just couldn't get it. And so he opened up the box, you know, and then just went on a hellbent rage. And that's also got the son, you know, he had wanted the son to become like that. But that's the whole reason why he ran away to San Francisco and never really did what his dad asked so that explains why he's in san francisco under the alias name of sean <laughs> chi <laughs> that was such a good scene so like, you're oh. undercover and your name's sean but you decide to go with sean <laughs> and what was her next like comparison was it bob or something yeah. I can't remember. gina named gina yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That was so good. Oh my but god! But it was it was bothering me. I even I, I even had to like talk to Jess after like so he ran away, but then enrolled himself in school. Like what didn't didn't his teachers ever ask about his parents or anything? Like what what's what's going on here? Hey, it, it's a, it's America. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it's America. School? What's that? Uh, we're just coming to hang out. <laughs> anyway, so they get to this whole you know. This weird little creature that they hear making some noise, and they go to this little room, which I found was so funny. And then they see good old Trevor hanging out there. (laughs) Hello. Hello. How are you doing? And it's just like, holy smokes, here's Trevor. Like, you know, the guy who I was so annoyed when I found out was the Mandarin. I was so mad. I'm like, oh my God. But, you know, Ben Kingsley is a great actor. He has been for a long time. I remember his role as Gandhi, which was, you know, it was amazing because he pulled it off, in my opinion, but a lot of people didn't like that. I thought it was he was great. But, yeah, I mean, having his, you know, comedic, he, he's a good comedian, like, an actor, right? So I thought it was funny. But we finally see Trevor, and Trevor's got this little plushy guy with no eyes, right? <laughs> this weird little character. Now I know why that action figure of Katie has that, char- that little character. Yeah, that makes sense that, now. Yeah, it makes definitely sense for me. So the the animal knows how to get there, so that's cool. It's, all of a sudden, it's become an anime journey now, right? For sure, it's become an anime journey now. You have a little animal, you know, from a distant, far off world, showing you how to get to this little forest. Uh, if that's not anime, I don't know what is. So they take this B and W. Of course, they take a B and W into the forest, which I found was so funny that they have this vehicle drive through this forest, and this whole moving uh forest maze was pretty cool what do you guys think of this whole you know maze and how they got to this you know other end uh visually i liked it there's some like hit or miss scenes with the cgi but the forest was pretty cool like it was clearly a death trap like i can see why that would kill someone so what about you chris like did you want different booby traps or like were you fine with it like it was simple and effective in my opinion i get what they were trying to do with it i didn't like it i wish it would have i don't know something more like a beautiful forest going into this little town that's hidden away that has a huge secret like 
They could have had well, trees that had vines come out to grab you and pull you in to make you a part of the forest. You know, I just felt like it was a little kind of a quick thought. Oh, let's have some uh, bamboo trees that open up a maze and then crush people to death. I, I didn't like that was <laughs> probably the only thing of the movie I didn't like. And that's I, not bad. No, no, that's that's totally fine. I, I hear you. I what I did like was how they didn't just walk into a village. They entered another portal, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. They went through a portal, which means that's not on Earth. It's a, a a gateway to something else, which is so cool because you know now we're exploring a whole new setting, new different dimension, if you want to call it. So I thought that was cool that they did that. And so the place they go to is Tao Lao, and I hope I'm pronouncing it properly. Uh, what do you guys think of this whole little town, you know, protected by so-called dragon? Did you guys like this whole thing? Because this is off script. This is not part of Shang-Chi at all in the comics. I liked it. Like, the comics do their own thing. Like, even Iron Fist goes to, what is it, Tung Lung or whatever. Like, they have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh boy, uh, don't get don't get me started with Iron Fist. I'm, no, I'm not comparing the two. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, no, it's whatever. Like, this is cool. Like, <laughs> it's just another element to add to the mystical side of Marvel. So I was fine with it. Yeah. I mean, how cool would it have been since you brought it up? How cool would it have been, or would be in the future? We never know if Iron Fist collabs with Shang Chi. Well, I don't know. I don't know. They're gonna have to recast him and everything because that. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. There's no way they're gonna bring that gentleman back. It's not his fault, but yeah. they're not bringing that gentleman. They're gonna recast for sure. But how cool would it be if they somehow connected via dimensions or something, right? Like, but their they stories are. First. Oh, oh yes, hundred yes. percent. Speaking of fighting, by the way, the martial arts in here is epic. It is awesome. The choreography uh, was actually the same gentleman that helped Jackie Chan do a lot of his movies. Oh, no way. And the gentleman actually passed away before the movie was came out in theaters. He was the main choreographer for the whole movie. So, yeah, it was sad to hear that. But that choreographer is you know helped Jackie do so many movies. And it, it was epic it was awesome it was so cool refreshing to see so many different types of fighting and techniques brought into it it really upped the ante on who he is as a fighter so okay so they go to this um tao lao place and it's you know the protectors are there and how cool is to see michelle Ye or Yi? i'm probably butchering this she is an awesome actress she's been in uh, star trek which i love the new star trek and she's just a great all-around actress. Uh, Chris, I know you are a big fan of her, too. Oh, definitely. I fell in love with her uh, when I watched Memoirs of a Geisha, which, by the way, read the book, then watch the movie. But her as her in that movie, it's a whole different level. Like... You know, we see her in a lot of these kind of mystical movies, but somehow she always tends to bring a new level to this character that she always seems to play, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just, I can't get enough of her. And when I seen her, I know Elvin was sitting far away from me, but I was just like quietly clapping my hands and like, (laughs) yay! (laughs) 
See, you were quietly clapping your hands, and I was quietly giggling. <laughs> D, how did you feel about her? I when thought you it was a great her? choice. I liked any time she was on screen. I liked their interactions. Um, yeah. You did mention the martial arts. It was cool seeing her in action. Mm-hmm. The only downside yeah. is anytime they weren't fighting, I got kind of bored. <laughs> I was like, oh, I need more of the good, good stuff. You I know, think... everybody was everybody that was martial art, doing martial art moves were great. Even the sister, I really thought I liked her as an actress too. By the way, yeah, Meng, her belief is Meng Zhang is her real name, but she was great too. I really thought oh. she she was awesome. Female scorpion. Wow, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so they're basically a small a town that is protected by dragons and or dragon. They have a lot of their weapons that are armored by dragon scale, which kind of reminds me of Wakanda with the vibranium. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that they've got this special power. Do you think it's a coincidence that we have these towns with these special, you know, scales or powers you know, helping them? Do you think it's a coincidence or do, do you think it's a tie-in to what the MCU is doing? They're somehow tying these, you know, places with these special, you know, scales or rocks or whatever you want to call it. Do you think any cosmic reason why they're doing this? Any hints? Maybe in the no? future, but no. Right now, I think it's just like each city has its own thing that Fair they enough. are known for. It's the new. Chris, what do you think? It's a new element. You know, we're not getting the same thing. We're not getting something. Oh well, this is vibranium chess card. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it's tailored to what their beliefs are. You know, they yeah. believe in this amazing dragon. I would like to yeah. see how they get the dragon scales, which, you know, we might get to see in the second one. But it really yeah. divides the MCU. You know, they tie it all together very well, but they're so separate and so different. You know, we got Wakanda yeah. and then we got Tao Lo. You know, I, yeah. I, I love that. I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. And, you know, it's catered to that culture. Yeah. If, if that definitely. makes sense. So, okay. So they get there and they're, you know, the, the aunt of, you know, Shang-Chi's mom is basically telling him that, you know, they've been waiting for him to come in. And so he they go and tell them that, hey, my dad is on his way and he's hell bent on, you know, going to that across the water. You see this little cave that's kind of glowing and saying that he thinks that mom is behind there. And she's like, no, he's being tricked by the dweller of the darkness. And it's, you know, it's suckering him to go there and use the 10 rings to open it up so that they can unleash all these, you know, uh, beings on us and take over basically the the village and then eventually the the earth realm so the dad basically comes with his uh, team into that place and they are basically at a standstill and it was crazy how the dad just walks right through while everybody's fighting he just walks in <laughs> just just like yeah nobody's touching me he walks in does a little prayer to the mom's ashram there and um, the son shows up, Shang-Chi shows up and wants to fight him and just gets handed to him uh, and just can't even compete. And then all of a sudden, he just gets power punched. Like, what, what do you want to call that? Mike Tyson's power punch from Nintendo? 
just power well, punched into the water. He did okay, <laughs> but he did that one thing they do in the movies where they say a line that pisses off the opponent, and then they <laughs> power up. They go Super Saiyan and just go blast. <laughs> he said something like, Mom would have been ashamed of you or something. Like, oh, oh you fool. You just, you just <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> And then Mama said, knock you out. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes into the water deep diving. The the whole That whole scene was pretty crazy, how he just got punched in the water. All right, so do you want to you know pick up here? So what's going on here now? There's chaos everywhere. So yeah, they're fighting. Wenwu makes his way across to the, I guess, prison. And he starts punching the, uh, the scale. The scale the door. The scale wall, yeah. And... There's not much to really say in between this. There's just fighting, fighting, fighting. And these little demon soul suckers fly out. And Almost I was like, like oh. little, little, little dragons, right? Yeah. The little weird looking dragons. I was like, okay, whatever. Not a big deal. But the uh, <laughs> they tried to use normal weapons on them. And they just basically turned to like goo. Like it, it <laughs> yeah, passed through them. <laughs> the who, was the gentleman, who was the gentleman with the sword? What's his name? Razor he has an Blade. MC... It was so he was he had that line it was so good where he's like you know we can't be friends or something like, we're enemies and then all of a sudden he sees that his weapons are useless and he's like we should team up <laughs> like we should get together especially after one of them pick up one of the guys and sucks the soul out of him he's like <laughs> and then he sees one of their weapons kill them and he's like uh let's be friends <laughs> <laughs> that was good that was good. Uh, anyway, so D, yeah, you were saying. So they do basically team up. Like, this is a speed run, but yeah. they team up, but Shang-Chi and Wenwu still have to do battle because Shang-Chi's obviously not dead. And yeah. he awakens the Great Protector, which is the dragon, which they make the scale of, and he rides it back to the gates of whatever you want to call it. Gates of Darkness? Yeah. <laughs> and... I really, really enjoyed this fight between Wenwu and him. Like, he basically airbended, for any of you Avatar fans. Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you. He used, he used Tai Chi to yeah. control the power of the ring. So, he was going at his dad offensively, but he switched to defense. Like, he redirected the anger. He yeah. he flowed with the current. He, he became one with the universe, and that one scene where he throws all the rings at him and he just catches it. Oh, so And good. they turn gold instead of blue, which was Wenwu's color. Yeah, it was pretty cool how it just started changing colors. And it's implied that he's had his... He's got some of his mom's powers, right? Because the mom had some mystical powers. She was the gatekeeper pretty much of the forest. But they don't really delve into her, her backstory, which I think maybe they might in part two, if they do a part two... They might delve into her backstory as to who she was and where she, her descendants were. I'm thinking celestial. I'm thinking sort of celestial powers. You know, the, the there's got to be some sort of explanation of where her ancestors and how she got the powers from. And now Shang-Chi, you know, having this fight, was able to utilize some of that power. Anyways, I started to cut you off there, D. Yeah, so they have this battle. Yeah, go ahead. And even though he defeats his dad... Keep in mind, he's not wearing the rings. The rings are just hovering yeah. around him. Like, it's still a part of him, but he's not wearing them. Uh, they, what is he called? The Dweller of Darkness? The one who dwells in darkness? Yeah, breaks, yeah Dweller breaks of Darkness. Breaks out, yeah. and he's this giant, ugly, Chulu dragon thing with tentacles. I thought he looked cute. 
Okay. Well, I look like in the morning when I wake up. (laughs) (laughs) And he breaks free. So, unfortunately, during this scuffle, his dad passes. Like, he gets captured by this beast, and right before it kills him, he (sighs) sends the rings to Shang-Chi to use. Like, it's just like... The last thing he did was protect his son, though, so I liked that. What an arc. What an arc for that, that character. Yeah. That... That was such a crazy, crazy uh, arc for that character to do that at the end. I really felt, you know, like I felt that love, you know, like the, the last thing he did for his son was to give up the power that he was so hell-bent on continuing to keep and give it to his son so that he could do right by it, right? Did you guys find it a little bit weak, though, that the Ten Rings, because in the comics, the Ten Rings are a very powerful tool, right, tools, and for him to just over, you know, beat that so easily... Did you, D? I know you re- you read the comics. You know the power of these rings. What what did you think? Um, I think a lot of the powers in the MCU are watered down, but I think just this just goes as goes to show you that he's been unopposed for so long that he doesn't realize these things can be taken from him. Like, sure, yeah. you're wearing them, but that doesn't mean someone could just not grab them when you throw them at like, yeah, yeah, yeah. off your arms and yeah. say like no one's ever attempted to do this before your son did and he won unfortunately for you so or maybe he doesn't know how to master them yeah as much as the son found a way to master it by retaining the rings right who knows i mean we're gonna find out more information about these rings and we'll get into that easter egg Okay, so he basically, you know, the dad dies, the soul gets sucked into the, the dweller, and now he has the rings, and now he calls upon the dragon. They have this epic fight, you know, as obvious everything at the end should, and they defeat this thing with this unleashing of the rings into this. Does he send it down to the belly of the of the dragon? Yeah, and then he, like, Just, makes the power build up and explode. Yeah, it just explodes in this goo everywhere right and the dragons you know basically now the, the sister and the brother are on the dragon and they do a little swirly thing around the water everyone's having a party outside right <laughs> <laughs> everybody is saved everybody's saved trevor is saved trevor's faking the death by lying down in the grass <laughs> that was hilarious oh so good but uh we can't forget we left out katie for a little bit while they're in this town yes Yes, you're right. She is given a bow and arrow and is put into training. And, uh, you know, she's practicing. She's getting good. And she was part of the fight. She wasn't... Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. That was a pivotal moment there, yeah. Yeah, she wasn't meant to go. But when the master died, she's like, no, I'm going. And then she just pulled back, let that arrow go, and... Hits, uh, hit him right in the neck. The power yeah, that source. Was a, that was a turning point, I believe. <clears throat> yes. Sorry, yeah, definitely. Thanks for bringing that up, yeah. That was, to me, the turning point of how it all went south for the Dweller. Uh, do you want to add anything to this? No, it's just, like, a very... I like I like these martial arts, like, army scenes where it's just non-stop yeah, fighting. I... So that, that was action-packed. It got my attention, and I loved it. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I mean, the village was already, you know, overrun by a lot of these small little demons. And then the big fight was going on around the water. I thought it was done. I thought the the CGI was great in certain parts. 
I think they did a great job of, you know, showing that big battle with the two dragons. Uh, it could have been a little bit more epic. I would have liked to see a little bit more, but I, I would have liked to see more close-up of this just dragon from the water. You know, I would have liked to see more close-up of the character, the dragon interacting with them. It was too quick, but I guess maybe, whatever reason, maybe they'll show it in the next movie. Who knows? We'll have more information on it, of this, about this dragon, where it came from, because you know, they haven't explained that too much either. So, this, this dimension, does this not kind of speak a little bit of towards Doctor Strange? This dark dwelling dimension that this character figure or this monster came from? Does it not? <laughs> oh, you, you said it. You said it. I didn't say it. You said it. I had to beat you to it. You said it. Thank God you said it. It wasn't me. D's rolling his eyeballs. Exactly. exactly <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. So we, um, you know, everybody's happy. Uh, do you want to take it away here, D? Finish it off, and then we'll go into the Easter egg here. Anything? Any last thoughts? Uh, I liked it a lot. I like the end bit. He's basically back at the bar where the movie started, <laughs> and his friend basically <laughs> chewed them out, saying they're slackers and like. So they're telling a recap of the story, and she's like, "Okay, you guys are mocking me. Like this is disrespectful." And then Wong shows up, and he's like, "Is Shang Chi here? Because I need you, and bring yeah, her Shang-Chi. too." <laughs> I like. I like when the hero gets like recognition. I didn't but want it to be unsung. Why would they find it hard to believe? Because they've already been through the snap. Because they mentioned the snap when they were first sitting down at the bar. Yes. Because they, like, she's, if my slacker friend told me he just saved the world, I'd be like, yeah, okay, buddy. Like, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, Wong comes through the portal, grabs uh, Shang-Chi. Did you find it weird, Chris, that he also wanted Katie to come with them? Yeah, I was going to mention that she obviously will be playing a big part or hopefully, you know, it'll be upsetting if we get the new Doctor Strange and she's in there and then they kill her off, you know, hopefully they don't do that. But I definitely found that interesting. There, there, there has to be a reason why Wong wants her there as well. And maybe that's because the two of them are developing relationship or something, right? They're connected. Yeah, maybe. But it just, yeah, I, I find it, uh, I find it weird that he dragged her in there as well. Uh, D, did you find that weird? No, because she knew like everything that was going on. She was there from the start. I hate that trope where the person who was there from the start doesn't get to come along just because they aren't the important one. So, yeah. I'm sure right, they'll so find something to do with her. Let's get into the two egg, uh, Easter, uh, Easter eggs, the two end credit scenes. So you got one that happens right after, and there's another one that happens all the way at the very end when all the credits finish rolling. Let's talk about the one at the very end first, because I think that was the least interesting of the two. Uh, that was of the sister basically running the now the new Ten Ring organization. I like her as an actress. I'm curious to see where this goes. But, I mean, to me, it just... Is it necessary? I mean, do we really need this organization? I don't know. I find it... When you look at the grand scheme of things, of how much powerful beings are out there and we're getting introduced to these things, does an organization like this mean anything? Or maybe does it tie into maybe an MCU TV show? Like, you know, maybe Imagine Poor versus these guys or something like that, right? It's always good so, to have fodder. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, she just basically takes over the daddy's uh, daddy's role as the you know the ruler of the ten rings. Okay, cool. And then you know you see both female and male fighters alongside each other practicing, which is cool to see that. Um, so that that was the one end credit scene. Then the sec uh, the second one, which was happening right after the movie ends, that was to me very interesting. You see, you know. Um, um, Hulk and you see Captain Marvel both standing in their hologram state and they're looking and talking to Wong and then you see Shang-Chi and Aquafina there, or sorry, Katie and Wong is talking about this beacon that's been alerted ever since he used or the rings were used what do you guys think of all this? D? Yeah, so it's weird to me that the ring has been used by Wenwu for thousands of years, and that beacon didn't go off. But it only it went off when Chung Chi put them on, and he said so, uh, he said he felt. So them. okay, so I want to stop you there for a second. I I I have my theory, and correct you tell me what you guys think. I think it set off because because the mom is somehow connected to a celestial. I think, and I think that's because he used his mom's power to change it to the orange. I think that triggered the beacon. It was the right thing had to be triggered to to get it going. I think when the dad used it, he was is the purple color. I think it wasn't being used to its full capacity, and it was not triggering that beacon. So when someone of celestial bloodline used it, I think that's when it triggered. That's my theory. What's your theory, D? Well, you were talking about the comic rings. Those were. McLuhan technology, which was space... They're basically space dragons. Well, Fing Fang Foom, yeah, yeah, was the pilot of that place, yes. Yeah, but I'm... I'm and then we're the, not... Sorry, what are you going to say? Is not, this, this is not the McLuhan technology, because... No, but the mom is sharing the powers of the dragon. This doesn't have to be the same McLuhan space dragons. Yeah. But the thing they have so, in common is the dragon. Shang-Chi is her, her son, so he yeah. shares the powers. So these rings could have been a dragon's mystical... Yeah. Fing Fang Foom's rings? Yeah. Okay. I don't think they'll make thing. him a super special space dragon or anything like that. I think they'll keep him more grounded <laughs> he might be, or as grounded might, as, as he can he be. He might be but... a talking, talking dragon. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it'll just be the same the same species, share this magical technology, yeah. and because Shang-Chi wore it, then it alerted. I'm totally on board with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Because the rings are probably the same size that would fit his uh, fingers, right? So yeah, no, I I'll be on board with that. Maybe the rings just resize themselves to fit a dragon's hands, yeah. right? Like we don't so, know where that dragon came from, like you said earlier. Exactly, yeah. So there has to be explanation of what's going on in part two. Let's hope so, or maybe there'll be an explanation through his, you know, um, appearance in other movies or something that connect. Uh, was it weird to not see Doctor Strange involved in such an important thing? To He's me, no. Chris, what do you think? He's probably off doing something else. You know, as much as they want to give us these amazing uh, end credit scenes, you know, you kind of got to hold back a bit because we did get Captain Marvel and Bruce Banner. You know, we if we were to see Doctor Strange, we would expect that. We didn't expect to see the two characters that we got to see on the hollow deck. So... Or the hologram, holodeck. Is it Star Trek? You know? 
yeah, it's interesting to see those two in the first place. Yeah, really. I'd rather see those two because it just, ooh, what's going to happen more than Doctor Strange? I know we're going to be getting to see them, but are we going to get to see Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel again yeah. for a big scene? So we just got to wait it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just find this whole thing, uh, it's just weird for me to see Captain Marvel there. I guess she's a cosmic, you know, fighter, so she has to be involved. They're really getting into space now. They're really pushing that directional to the expanded universe, right? So to speak. So it'll be interesting. Uh, any chance it could be Kang the Conqueror? I don't know. Like, I don't <laughs> you're get, like, I don't your hands are up. And you're like, I don't know. We'll see what happens Yeah, here. basically. <laughs> you, could, you could go on for hours with this stuff. <laughs> I just thought of something good. Wouldn't that be amazing if we did get Captain Marvel in uh the new doctor strange movie but we got to see the binary form of her when she goes all red that'd be pretty crazy yeah that's Um, my theory that's all i got i'm just (laughs) it's hard because you know you try and think galactus say galactus could be out there (laughs) it's a sentinel it's a sentinel and all the (laughs) x-men yes there you go they're all coming in It's a different universe calling in, right? So we'll see. Yeah, this is just the, the tip of the iceberg. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get some more end credit scenes coming up with the movies. Uh, Eternals next, and then uh, Spider-Man probably as well. So let's see. Uh, it's funny how they had it in San Francisco, but neither Venom or Ant-Man showed up. That's just sad. And <laughs> weird at the same time if they did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think D would have been even more happy if Venom showed up. I don't know. It depends how they handle him in his own movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming up next too, right? They delayed it. Oh, did they? Yeah. That's a shame. They should just not even have it out. They're going to try uh, and fix it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> too late. Can't fix that mess. <laughs> Once you bite, you can't go back. Yeah, no, exactly. Seriously. Num, num, num. <laughs> All right. Let's do our final um, take on this. So, a quick little take on what you thought of the movie and your score out of 10. So, D, go. Uh, I loved the fight scenes, loved the choreography. I loved the story as a whole. Some parts felt slower than others, but it didn't really hinder anything for me score-wise. I'm giving it an 8. Awesome. Chris? Um, In general, I loved the entire movie. You know, we're getting a whole new character. We got Black Panther. Now we got Shang-Chi. All over great movie. I'm going to give it uh, 8.5. I enjoyed it. All right. Sounds good. All right. For me, myself, I, I think this was a beautiful movie. A lot of bright colors. A lot of interesting characters. Uh, I honestly loved it. I, one thing we forgot to do was ask, well, who's your favorite actor? So uh. before I give my, my score, I, let's go back and do who's your favorite actor? Uh, Simon first. I liked him as the lead. And then... No, you only get to pick one actor. <laughs> Does that count, though? I mean, yeah. I pick, I pick him then. <laughs> Sorry, who did you want to pick? I pick oh, uh, Simon Liu. Simon Liu? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. And then, Chris, who's your favorite? I Honestly, we all know the one actress that I love, who we've seen before. But surprisingly, I didn't think I would. But... Katie, 
Wow. I okay. actually liked her. She was a great. You mean bre- Aquafina? You mean Aquafina? Yeah. Uh, okay. She was a great break throughout the entire movie. We we got to be surprised by her. So she wasn't just this one trick pony. There's a yeah. another element to her that I'm looking forward to see. So, yeah, I am a Aquafina okay. Katie fan. All right. Okay. Uh, I didn't pick either one of them. I went with Tony Leon, who was uh, Wen Wu. I think that this guy absolutely killed it as the so-called Mandarin character. He was amazing it, it, from start to finish. He was a great actor. He's actually done some great movies in the past. If anyone has a chance, go and watch some of his older movies. Uh, martial arts is amazing with him. Yeah, he, he killed it. He was absolutely the best for me in the movie. He made this movie happen. He, he really, you know, pulled on some of the you know feelings that I had, and just really kind of just really brought this movie full circle and actually shunned more importance of Shang Chi because of his acting and his his fatherhood of training this character. So now we have a very well-rounded superhero now with the backstory of a great father who is trying his best to raise him, right? So, yeah, it's it's such a a good tie-in. He's a good actor, and I really enjoyed his uh, acting in this movie. All right, and and my score out of 10, I want to do say that this is a great diversity movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, It's great to see these type of movies, and I'm hoping to see more uh, Expanded Universe colorful characters that MC has. Bring them all to light. Love to see that. I would give this movie a 8.5 out of 10. I think it was a great movie. It could have been a little bit shorter. I think if it was a little bit short, I would have probably given it a 9. It didn't make my top 10 MCU movies of all time. It didn't make that. It just missed it by a couple of notches. Uh, did, you, did it make the top 10 for you guys at all? Mm, I'm going to have to think about that. I need to make okay. a new list. Chris? <laughs> It, Did it, it make the top 10? It's hard to say. You know, this is refreshing the whole start of the MCU. So going into the next phase, it's up there for me. Because I'm but not... There's only one movie in the next phase. <laughs> this is it. Well, it? <laughs> we're, we're going to be getting uh, The Eternals, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, but we haven't got it yet. <laughs> I know. So... I like that yeah, we're getting okay. something new, but so what could... you're saying is you're so what you're saying is right now this is the top right now, and you dare others to try to bring it down. No, 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 it's in my top ten. Oh, it's in all time. It's low on the number, but oh wow, okay. I, I'm gonna just just mention some names here, some movies, and you tell me. Uh, all the Avengers movies, including Endgame, Infinity <clears throat> War. Ultron in the very first. That's four right there. That's already in my books higher. And then you have the Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. That was Those are phenomenal movies. That's six right there. And then you have the uh, original movies of Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America right there. That's already ten for me okay. right there. If you have oh, that's, Thor... That, that, that's nine, right? That's nine. And then Civil War. If you have 10. Thor then... Dark World in there, No, no, no. You're I didn't fired. say Thor Dark World. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't say Thor Dark World. I said Thor, Thor the original movie. All three of Iron Man 1, Thor 1, Captain America 1, and Civil War. And then the four Avengers. I like this more Avengers. than Thor. The first Thor? Yeah, I like this more than that. Really? He didn't do wow. anything for half the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I, I, I can't even. I can't he was in even. t-shirts and jeans. We're ending this episode right now. We're ending this right now. 
That's a wrap, folks. Infinity <laughs> and Endgame are definitely my Black top. Panther was better. Black Panther's had to be better than that. Does it not? Or is it a tie? Uh, it's a tie between the two. Yeah, I, it, I, this I'll, doesn't go in my top ten. It does not. I'll be honest with me. you. I enjoyed Shang-Chi a little more than Black Panther. Sorry, I said it. But I do no, love no, both. It, why, are you, why are you sorry? It's it's what you liked, right? So, yeah. no, I, I, I think... Like I said, it's a great movie, and I gave it 8.5 out of 10. So it's a good movie in my books. Mm-hmm. Does it make my top 10? No, it just misses it, right? But, I mean, this top 10 of mine always gets shuffled every time more movies come in because you have to. You have to make room, and some things get pushed out, some things get pushed up. But for me, this movie just misses that top 10 mark. I just, I was just actually thinking of that on the way home. And I'm just like, okay, my top ten, I ran it through my head. I'm like, oh, this just misses it, right? So, but yeah, we, you know, I think we all could say collectively, this is a must-see in theaters. I think you definitely need to see in the big screen. Uh, it does justice for it. It's beautiful. It's uh, amazing martial art and throughout the whole movie. It, it To us, we recommend it, and we've given high marks here. So if you're listening, go check this movie out. Uh, hopefully you didn't listen to the whole thing, so now we spoiled everything for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I definitely recommend it. You guys recommend it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. All right. And with that, uh, wherever you are on the world or the universe, have yourself a good morning, a good day, and a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Better good rules. Good night. Share, share.